0: and let's get this fucking show started.
1: Pretty cool, I got the keys, we're so just
2: coming in, you know, you're Tony. I'm using
3: Tony? his name, Tony?
1: Lois can never have
3: Superman's family. Ah yes, Incredible Hulk Melon melody ah! ah!
2: ah! Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle like in the sixth grade, but oh you no, wanted to play a little bit instead. Apple Man's a hero!
1: see what better than number one looks like. Thank you, Tricia. We now return you to Robin
2: Boy Wonder. The only
1: way you could bang regular chances with a kryptonite comic. That would kill him.
0: Fantastic Forum. Assemble. you listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum. Coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz.
3: Feeling good today. Said my prayers to St. Corona. <laughs>
0: Next, he's our riddle Inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs You don't know him, you love him anyway He's our silent assassin, Jay Next, he's the backbone, the pillar The strength of Fantastic Forum Our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman Moses Magnum
2: What's up? They were given a shit for not being on the air this morning. Oh, were you not
0: on? Oh,
2: morning oh. off. No,
0: I remember. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. Uh, But before we get into it, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, And if you want to talk with us about comic books or anything comic book adjacent, here's how you can do it
1: want to get in on the action call fantastic forum on skype and join the fun too shy to call in that's okay you can join the discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live join the party you know you want to
0: i most assuredly do so yeah call in please jump in on skype jump into the chat room we'll take your comments and bring them into the show um yeah, so I, I I see Moses. You put in uh, a sketch into chat, and it's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Joe Benitez doing the thing.
0: It says Joe Benitez. Yeah. Nice. Nah, he he's killing that right there. But you know, Joe Benitez, like the thing is one of those characters that's kind of like. Made made for for him to draw,
2: yeah, I don't know so, how to get back in the chat
0: how how'd you leave it?
2: I hit the settings button
0: mm. oh I got it go to, okay, good, I'm glad to hear it, I'm glad to hear it. so um yeah, so they're giving us they were giving us mess for not being on this morning, huh, yeah. Hey,
3: I don't know what to tell you all, man. That's like five shows a week. Who was giving us mess? Chat. Yeah, name someone. I want names. <laughs> it's Billy, Billy OK. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear Billy's show today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's who it was.
3: It was Billy OK. I,
0: like, I know that energy. He called us lazy. He called us lazy. Oh, because I'm Mexican? Because we're mostly minorities. <laughs> Yeah, It's like I couldn't do a show today even if I wanted to I had to work
2: Better not do that work shit tomorrow
0: Uh, I'm going to try my best not to Uh, I'll be here I will tell you um, Friday I have a call that might roll into the beginning of the show But I don't know so I would suggest one of you all host Friday, and then I'll jump in as soon as I can.
3: So who are we talking to?
0: Um, who who are we talking
3: to? Yeah, you say you're going to be on a call. It's going to roll into the show, or what? I just oh, want to prepare for I'm going to. my my management, you know.
0: They're they're you know like, I'm I'm very blessed that I'm still able to work, and uh, but you know they're definitely trying to make sure they get their money, their money's worth. And so we're doing all types of trainings and all kinds of stuff while we're all sheltered.
3: They need to train how to get rid of that Fiesta shit off the shelves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to besmirch uh, Fiesta
3: Ultra? I don't, is it Ultra Fiesta or Fiesta Ultra? Yeah, it's Ultra. Because I only, I only drink Ultras unless it's a special yeah. occasion. So yeah, yeah the Fiesta is, is disgusting. And I can say that because I, I am a lover of the, of the orange and the sour apple. I drink those yeah. I drink those two more than I drink water. Probably why I was the, sick.
0: <laughs> no, the Ultra line is definitely, it works really well for the company. And, uh, you know, like people love it, myself included. Like some of my favorite flavors are Ultra. Uh, I can definitely, I, I will go as far as to say that Fiesta is not my favorite. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah, strong words
3: from a company, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, my, my company has now purchased a distillery, and uh, after this crisis, when we don't need sanitizer anymore, I'm gonna bring up some ideas. Maybe we can collab with Monster. There it is. Let's let's collab. Monster Nuclear. <laughs> Somebody like, get Bethesda I've... on the phone. <laughs> I have ideas.
0: Monster Nuclear. I love it. I feel like I feel like that. Has to have been a pitch already. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's I bet. Like, wait, you know. hold on. I bet. Trademark 2020.
2: There. <laughs> We're covered.
0: Yeah. Moses, what's going on with you, man? Nothing. Not a darn thing.
2: No, I'm just at home catching up yeah. on my gardening. That's good. I made a, a lattice for my tomatoes so they can grow upwards.
0: Nice, nice. You got a nice yard for a garden. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. But I'm glad that you're, you know, keeping yourself uh, occupied even when you're not doing fantastic form. Yeah, it's like the stream is down, (laughs) so nobody. Yeah, I did see that. Mm -hmm. I figured, hey, at some point it'll come back up, right?
3: Yeah, these things work themselves out.
0: Yeah, and we're still <laughs> and we're still recording, right?
3: Oh yeah, know. we sound fine on our end. Okay, well, hey, the show must
0: go on. Jay, how about you, man? How you feeling?
1: Okay. Um.
3: Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. He went down too. He went down what? He went down also. It's tough to tell because no. he's the silent assassin. Got it. Like, you'll ask him a question and then just die. That's what happens. <laughs> I've
0: seen it. I've seen it. So,
2: fair. So, I guess uh,
0: Sure. Let's, let's get into it. What do
2: you all want to talk about first? Well, you guys were fighting in, in our pre-production over stuff. The stuff's fake news. Stuff is... You know,
0: well, you know, I, I just had to I had to, you know, let Oz know the folly of his ways with, you know, everybody knows Oz's eyes aren't the best.
3: Wait, so wait, no, he was talking looking, about the article before that. Where the article the, before? You? Yeah, the one where like I pointed out that the, the quote in the article contradicts the, the title. The clickbait
0: article. Oh, you're talking about uh, the the article you were saying was clickbait.
3: Yeah. You know,
0: I don't know. I don't know if I think that that, that title is clickbaity. Because I feel where you're coming from, it was misleading like, at 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 best. Say, well, read read the title. Oz. what's the title of the article?
3: Motherfucker. Why you gotta embarrass me like that? Uh,
0: I mean, if you want me to do it, I don't mind.
3: Yeah, you yeah, that that's what I meant. <laughs> like, I can I could definitely do it. So
0: the title of the article is. Oh, damn, we put a lot of junk in our chat. I love it.
3: Right, that's what he, <laughs> is
0: Marvel Comics conveys it has a COVID-19 coronavirus publishing plan, but doesn't reveal it as at least some new Marvel issues to be released digitally this week with no print counterpart.
3: Right. And then later in the article, they actually quote uh, a letter that was sent out. And the letter says, they're working on a plan, not they have a plan and we're not telling you. They're working on it doesn't mean done so you, you're not gonna tell people you're de- it's like if i told you hey i'm working on a brewery and you come on the show and say i don't know why oz doesn't let us taste his beer <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? that, so that, that's what they're doing so it just felt really clickbaity to me so
0: the i the idea well i guess i i can kind of see where you're coming from in the sense that They're not it is it isn't them Holding a plan And choosing not to tell us or yeah I'll give you that but then This is like but then they made Like a press release To announce the press Release then Right they're like Because I mean they took they did Say some plan in the sense that okay We're gonna put out a couple books this week They're gonna be only digital they're gonna Be no print counterpart
3: no they, they Didn't they didn't say any of that the article. Well, are you talking about the article or are you talking about Marvel? I'm talking about Marvel. Like, no, no. The, the article says these these books are coming out. They not, nothing to do with Marvel saying anything. That's just the fact. These books are coming out. Oh wait, right. so so where are they getting that information from then? Probably from retailers, but it's not. It's not information they got from Marvel. In this article, I don't know. If, I don't know where the information came from originally. Whether it's stuff that was shipped out, uh, vendors. I that where that source came from, I don't know. And I don't think it's said in the article. I'd have to look at it again. But it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't part of the note that that was sent out. That they were that they originally discussed. And it's kind of like a, 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 a. That's after the quote, and it's kind of speculating. As to what's happened, they're pointing out that uh, some books are coming out. They don't know which ones are, which ones aren't, because Marvel hasn't said anything about that. And they they're predicting that that stuff might come out digitally and not in print. But uh, that that's the part of the article that really gets into speculation. Aside from the book, the two books that they point out are coming out. Those are factually coming out from. From what I understand, again, just I, I don't have the article in front of me. Just remembering, you know, the—the the anger of a thousand suns that you produced in me with your fakeness. My—my my fakeness. <laughs> what did I do? Uh, You're—well, you're, the article's fake. You know what I mean. I don't know. I—I <laughs> didn't have time to make a drink. Like, I'm drinking my, a fucking Corona. Was, I'm drinking regular beer I, today. Leave me alone.
0: I—I <laughs> know. For me, I was like. I, I found the the the
3: response they
1: gave,
0: or at least from what I read in the article and the article, itself, I, I found it all disappointing. Like it all feels very much like a half measure. And and it's like, you know, like I, I don't need an announcement that you're going to make an announcement, like figure out what you're going to do and tell us that don't tell us that we're figuring out what we're going to do you know or if you're going to do that do it in the very beginning you know what i mean like right, i can totally
3: get i mean you say that but then you know when dc didn't say anything for a while the articles were why isn't dc saying anything why aren't they saying anything why well, why haven't they well, so you got to because- you got to at least say something hey people relax we're working on it we're we're, well, yeah, we're going to come up with something but you
0: do that at the beginning okay but like, you don't wait 2 weeks to be like hey we're figuring it out it's like well yeah we look it's like at this point we know you don't have it figured out we don't look that's not news to anybody (laughs) so it's kind of like you know and, and and marvel obviously is realizing that their deep discount is not enough even though i don't know that this is even about retailers i think this is more about the business side of things marvel's like we're gonna talk with diamond and we're gonna figure out how we're gonna bring comics back and you know i think marvel feels like well you know they, they can run the table, which, I mean, I guess they can, but
3: now, it's now, like
0: I, it doesn't feel at this point that Marvel necessarily has the industry's best interest in mind. They just have Marvel's best interest in mind.
3: And now this story came on the back of a, another story with Diamond and his vendors or something like that, right? Yeah. I, I saw so, that article, based- but I didn't read it, so you're going to have to go through that one.
0: I mean, the, the main gist is that <laughs>
3: gist. they're
0: saying that Diamond can't pay its vendors. And
2: Larry said jizz. Huh? What? Larry said jizz.
3: No, I said gist.
0: Gist, not jizz. It's jizz
2: thing. in past it, tense. Tomato, no. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, you know, basically saying that Diamond can't pay its vendors, which... I mean Diamond's vendors are are the publishers right? I mean so is me, da- Diamond
3: like, Diamond's the direct distributor right? Like it goes from Diamond to the retail shops. Exactly. Okay, so yeah then yeah the vendors would be yeah would the be the, the, well it would be the uh the the comic book shops but not all brick and mortar. I'm sure they, they, a lot of their vendors now are online, too.
0: I mean, I'm sure that there's some that are online. Yeah, but I mean, I guess... But but wait, wait, now, you're talking about online stores. Yeah. Yeah, but understand, we're not talking about going that way, right? Because those stores pay Diamond. We're talking about who Diamond pays. And who Diamond pays are the publishers. Which I think at least at least as far as I know. You know, and you know, again, this is one of those things where this is my weak point in in comic book fandom. Like the the ins and outs and intricacies of the business side of things is not my strong suit when it comes to comics. But as far as I knew, that's the way that's the way it works. So that and which is part of the reason why I think like, okay, Marvel's having these meetings with Diamond because that's who they probably you know, owe the most money to, <laughs> you know, and I'm like,
3: hey, man, like, what are we going to do? But that's the thing where I'm like, so you're saying Diamond can't pay Marvel in D.C. Yeah, exactly. OK, exactly. Now, it, it, as far as that goes, I don't think. Well, it. L- let me start off by saying, obviously, it's all a big deal. But what I'm trying to say is a company like a Marvel in D.C., not as big of a deal as, let's say, Ahoy. You know the, those the smaller companies. I think are the ones that are right. really gonna suffer from something like this. So I, I just oh I think a lot of focus goes into the big the big two, and right. people forget about all these smaller companies. Even Image, I mean, it, it's it's big, oh, yeah. but it ain't
0: that big. No, no. Listen, Marvel and DC, if I'm not mistaken, make somewhere up like 70 or 75% of the market share for comic books. Period. Those two companies, 70 to 75% of the market share. So, yeah, like obviously if something happened to those, one of those two companies, it's a big deal or when one of those two companies decide to make a move, it's a it's a big deal generally. But you are right, like that other 30% of the market is Important not only is it Important um, because you know 30% is significant And of course we're taking it all as a whole But the fact is A lot of those people are all In the same boat and uh, You know I don't know if you got to see it but I did put uh, A twitter thread in In Our production chat That spoke to that Specifically where you know just talking about what it's like having your book at an independent publisher or a smaller smaller press publication and knowing that, hey, these, some of these places are about to go out of business. And it's just like that sucks because obviously, like, you all know I love superhero comics. And, and you all know that, like, that's my jam, and of course, like, you know, I'm a Marvel guy, so my favorite characters live there, but I fully appreciate and and 100% believe that the market, like, the industry needs independent publishers, like, everything can't be superhero comics, that's not comic books, and because of what's happening now, we're gonna get a lot less independent uh, uh, books in the future because I think some of these places are going to go under, which is really, really
3: sad. Yeah, Mo, your thoughts?
2: I mean, I don't think anybody has a plan for this type of of industry. It's everything's shifting, and you know. Uh, Jumping on an article because it's clickbaity. I mean, fuck, everything is clickbait. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we hey,
0: like we're, we're everything is clickbaity. Like it's yeah, it's like, like how how your morning,
2: how your how your soap is affected by coronavirus. Look, there's whole news stories on TV right now that the whole news is clickbait, like social psychological clickbait. You know what I mean? So it. it, it picking on this it's it's get getting uh a shit storm of anger over this is really like retarded let me um d- the d- fact that they don't have like you know they both of these both marvel and dc actually like rolled out in two days like three different plans to try to like do shit right now and they're getting criticized left and right and it, it's 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 a little crazy for them. Like, why can't they just go the way TKO did,
0: you know? I mean, that would be really nice, you know? And and again, it's like, I I think the answer to that is that they have shareholders. But it's like, I, I really do feel like some, there has to be a way for the two biggest companies in this particular industry to kind of come together and be like, you know, for the betterment of the industry so that we have some place to come back to like let's do these things whether they do that together or whether they do that independently cuz i you know it's just it's really sad because i feel as though there was a time where these two companies would have led you know what i'm saying they would have yeah. basically like hey this is what we're going to do and Hopefully, this will save our industry, and well, it may I have mean, worked or, or may not have worked, but at least the they example,
2: would have Larry, tried. Uh, huh? The perfect example was like during uh, right after nine eleven,
0: right? Exactly. Exactly. Like
2: they, you know, in 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 less than eight days, they were ready with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: and pulling pulling together comic books with with writers and artists like some of the top people in the industry. And just saying, like, hey, let, we need to make sure that we inspire hope in people. Let them know that, hey, this is happening to us now, but this is not what, what it's going to be like forever.
3: Lawrence. And right. <laughs> uh-huh. Real quick. I, just, I have to do this because I was kind of scrolling through my news feed. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to read you the, the headline and the first couple sentences of two stories from two different sources. Less than an hour apart from the, from the posting. Both posted yesterday. Okay. Okay, so first one. Marvel or DC will delay digital comic books during brick-and-mortar closures. And then uh, this week, comic publishers responded by expressing solidarity with physical retail partners. For at least one week, Marvel DC and other major publishers will not launch new comics in, in print or digital platforms. Less than one hour from there. A different source. DC Comics confirms all digital comics available tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So and It's like, they, it, yeah. And again, these are from two different places, but and yeah. I, I, you know, I don't have the time to go through where their sources are. But two totally well, different messages. <laughs> their sources was DC, right? Because they keep changing the plan.
0: Like there was a point changing where DC was definitely saying that
2: they, had, they changed two plans in one day. Yeah. Like literally by the time I read the article and shared it, Larry was like, Oh, they recanted that already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's wild, man. It's like like there's nothing wrong with not knowing what you're what to do. Cause and, and I think that I mean, honestly, this isn't this it, that whole idea isn't anything that's uh uh attributable solely to comic books like that's like in a um, in America we have a culture where we equate not knowing what to do with like failure with lack with lack of of leadership and it's like dude you don't always have to know exactly what to do and it's like there's nothing wrong with being like hey you know
3: what i'm not sure what to do yet but we're going to figure it out so i and make Huh? I, I just I, I have a question. It's just kinda more uh your opinion mm-hmm. on this. Um, let's let's assume that they do the right thing and hit the pause button on um, digital and physical. Mm-hmm. And let's say May first, all this is over and we're mm-hmm. we're ready to go. Do you start where you left off and go? keep on the monthly schedule you know like if you're supposed to get batman 92 today then that's that comes out may 1st or whatever that wednesday is and then a month later you get 93 and kind of keep the same schedule you've just moved over yeah or you just or do you just dump the two months worth of, of books into one or even two weeks uh in in that month
0: i i personally would say shift the schedule. And that way, it's like, yeah, you, wherever you left off, that's what you put out that month. And, you know, it's like, yeah, everything is, you know, basically behind by two, three months. But it makes more sense to do it that way to me than to dump two or three months worth of books onto onto the into the market all at once. Like, I don't feel like that would be good for anybody.
3: Right. But we, we know just because it makes the most sense doesn't mean that's what's happened. What's going to happen? Right,
0: right, right. And so, you know, yeah, we'll see.
3: But yeah, man, I mean,
0: and, and you're absolutely right to your previous point, Oz, where it's like, you know, I definitely gave DC crap for not saying anything. But I think it's more so the idea that it's not like you have to come out with answers right out the gate, it's the fact that you can't be completely silent. You're like, you're a leader in the industry. And so, you know, in the same way that, you know, when Marvel messed around and I mean, they took their time. And I understand that, you know, they're a larger company, same way with DC, they're owned by corporations. But that like there should be at least enough flexibility in your leadership for somebody to come out and say, hey, we we understand how how vital this moment in time is or how volatile this moment in time is. We just want you all to know that we're figuring out what the best thing for us to do is to make sure that we keep this industry afloat. That's, look, it's not, that's not hard to say. You know what I'm saying? And if you, you can totally say that if you're Marvel in DC and get away with it and people feel really reassured and like, oh man, we're figuring it out. But like, it's like all of a sudden people don't remember what, what leadership looks like. You know what I mean? All of a sudden people are like, oh. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Well, look. we're all running around with our chicken, like chickens with our heads cut off. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, I I do wish more people would just say, "Look, we don't know. We're looking into it. We'll we'll, we'll when we get the data, we'll we'll come up with a solution. But right now, it's too early. We just don't we don't we don't know. We don't have all the info." Yeah. Right. And that's look, and
0: and that's more than fair. Like you can't mess around Like, technically speaking, nobody knows how long the industry is going to shut down. So, obviously, the plan that you're going to put into place, like, say, just, you know, going back to your scenario just now, the plan that you'll put into place if things are back up in May versus them being back up in, say, July, those are probably two different plans. And that's okay, you know? And you can even mess around and say, like, hey... This is the plan that we're going to implement if we can get things back going after these you know this two month shutdown but if it goes longer than two months we're going to have to reassess and you know figure this out. And you know I don't it, it's just it was just unfortunate because I feel like both Marvel and DC took too long. Marvel Marvel definitely said, said something first, but the plan they came out with was like it felt very like very like I like I said a half measure. It doesn't feel like The only like it felt like they were doing the least they could possibly do in order to show that they were somewhat concerned. (laughs) Which at the time was like, man, that sucks. Because it's like, man, like you all are the industry leader. You like if if you're not gonna mess around and do, you know, like kind of show other people that they need to be doing more, then what's the incentive? Like, why would Ahoy! Break their back just try to save the comic book industry. If Marvel's not trying, but then you, well you ju- like the other sin of course is just not saying anything at all, which is just like Jesus, man. Like what has happened? So I, I don't know. It's like I can't. It's very unfortunate the way this is all going down. I, you know, but technically, I mean, the the comic book industry has imploded before, right? I mean we We had a comic book crash, and a lot of publishers went out of business and uh you know we we came back or at least to a degree look it's so it's so funny i'm I'm sitting here talking i feel like one of those guys that um talks about his sports team like he's on the team you know we went to the championship that year we didn't win, but <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like i'm t- I'm talking like i'm I'm out here uh Editing somebody's book, I don't edit any books, yet. but still
3: yeah, but there yeah. there has been a crash in recovery,
0: you said there has what
3: the, I mean there has there like yeah, like you said, it has crashed, and it has recovered, and you know those crashes were well I, was the first one for because of the war you know the the war like world War two
0: um i don't it wasn't a crash or comics in world war ii that's just where they they were recycling them and that's where um you get like the scarcity of those books
3: right you know well then if i mean when it when comic the industry has crashed it's really kind of a lack of interest and that's not what we're seeing now it's kind of extenuating circumstances you know, it's yeah. not that people Honestly. don't want to buy these books, even though, I mean, you know, sales numbers were going down. But <laughs> that that's not what, what's stabbing the industry right now. So it's something that I think is more recoverable because the people that were going to buy comics are still going to want to buy those comics when they start coming out again. That's why I think uh, a pause button isn't such a bad thing you know except for obviously how it's going to hurt the shops that can't sustain being closed for too long you know right. especially if if their landlords are demanding their the rent check
0: right right which you know I mean at this point though I, I mean at least in in our city uh or in in Los Angeles I guess I should say um You know, the, the, or I'm sorry, not only in Los Angeles, but I think through California, you know, they they put a moratorium on evictions. So, you know, at this point, I don't think anybody for like at least the next few months is not going to be able to be put out
2: business wise or. Okay, so that that includes uh, businesses. um, They're going to be put out. Uh, three months after everything's back to normal <laughs> They have to do Three times what they would normally Do each month to kind of Start at zero again
0: Right right no no absolutely like there's Definitely like someone Needs to like take that into account Because you can't Just mess around and be like okay well You don't have to pay for three months And then be like okay well that, that's gonna come due now Like you know we gave you the three month grace period Where's all your money <laughs> It's like it, well I was closed, I, you know.
2: <laughs> they, they're they giving up to $10,000 loans for small businesses and self-employed and things like that. Um, as long as it goes towards, you know, keeping your employees paid and paying your, your either mortgage or rent on the shop. And uh, it's a forgivable loan. You could pay it back in two. You have two years to pay it back. Uh, I think that in, the interest rate is something like point. Five percent or something it's really mm. low as long as you don't lapse on it, you know um that if you lapse that's where they fuck you but mm. it, it really i mean you know, it can help you out wow. this, but you know you got anybody that really has a small business needs to have a little bit of a emergency fund, and if you don't then, uh let me know i'll I'll, I'll buy your business.
0: Yeah.
2: At a low price. Yeah. Because it's really, it's one of those things, like, us with my brother and the barbershop, like, we have about two months covered, you know? If it takes longer than that, then, you know, we got to see what we got to do, but two to three months is what we got.
3: Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, that advice goes for everybody, not just businesses, but the percentage of people that actually... Do that is uh, way way Lower than it should be Yeah Yeah they
0: say what The average The the average American couldn't uh, Couldn't Handle an extra $300 Cost Like an emergency $300 cost Like say you break your glasses Or friggin Something happens to the transmission Of your car you know you're just like Just Uh, get stuck
2: I think to a certain it might be that but I think there's also I mean we're watching it now like there's a lot of shit we're spending money on that really didn't matter. True. And, and that's what kept us from that 300 uh dollar emergency thing. But if you really like you know if you stop seeing the bullshit the materialism and all this shit that you used to do when you could leave the house I really I mean None of that shit ever mattered. You're watching they, they bullshit you into thinking it matters because it keeps feeding the machine, the economic machine that is the US. But really it's it, it none of it mattered.
0: Right. Right.
3: Yeah, I've had a lot of discussions with people, you know, who talk about how they, they they don't have any money and I'm like, don't don't you get like Grubhub every day? Yeah. for lunch at work and then for dinner, because you don't want to cook, you know. The, there's a de- there's delivery
2: fees and you tip. You tip before, like you'll tip a place that you never had to tip before. You'll tip because it's on the app. Yeah, it,
3: I, you, to be honest, when when I said all that, like I honestly didn't know the numbers because I, I I just assume well, there's a delivery fee and you gotta tip the driver. I just. Cause they're like ordering pizza. Lately, now that you know shit's closed and you have to go through like Grubhub and get delivery, I'm actually seeing the numbers. I'm like, wow, this is this is more than what I thought it it was. You know, the, yeah, no,
0: it's it's it could be expensive. It, it, it be expensive.
3: It jumps up there, and I don't like doing it. The one or two days that that I that I've had to do it, I
2: can't imagine doing it
3: every day.
2: Yeah. I remember once I got a place when 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 I was alone at the shop at the beginning, that's what I would have to do because I can't leave. And it was like, you know, a place that had like an eight, nine dollar burrito, which is already a lot for a burrito, ended up being after everything like seventeen dollars for a burrito, you know,
0: that's wild.
2: And it's, it's, yeah, it's not worth it. You know, I only did that a couple times, but, you know, I'd rather take a bologna ass sandwich to fucking work instead of that, you know?
0: What do you think of all this, Jay?
1: Um, You know, it sucks because Pizza Hut has like a service fee for just for operating in California so they like will charge you money just because they operate in california along with the delivery fee and the taxes like even when you pick it up yourself like they don't do the delivery fee but they still have a service fee like it's ridiculous
0: that's wild
2: i mean if it's one of those things like if it's built into the price i don't see it i don't give a fuck you know i'll just choose to go or not go but when they don't build it into the price then it's a a whole other problem like it's itemized like that like no just you know it's like when they include the tip in the in the receipt in the total and it's like and then they give you the option to add additional i'm like well i'm not going to add additional like I pray you put a guy would have gotten more if you hadn't already added it on. But I yeah. just, it's a weird psychological thing. Yeah. And they need to figure it out. I know Postmates did a thing where they're like, well, if you pay 10 bucks a month, you don't pay any delivery fee. But your delivery fee is the least of the year. Right. <laughs> of that thing, because you you's got two tips. You got, you tip the guy. The fry cook or whatever that puts the shit in your bag. And then you got to tip the guy that drives on top of what he gets, which that's fine. I don't mind the driver, but it's just the restaurant like that restaurant doesn't even have a tip jar. Like when you go eat there, you know? Yeah, I mean,
0: realistically, in a perfect world, we would get away from tipping altogether and uh, just pay pay people like a, a living wage.
2: Yeah, but we didn't do that. That's why we're having the problem we're having <laughs> right now. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You know, <laughs> like right. it. You, know? you know, a basketball player gets three hundred million a year, but a doctor gets like one percent of what the allocated national healthcare money is. You know?
0: Well, I mean, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Yeah. What are you say, Jay?
1: A lot of companies during this pandemic are giving out like free delivery, so that's uh, good of them.
2: Yeah, but it could be a death sentence now. I'll tell you what,
3: this contactless delivery, man, I don't know where the fuck that's been on my life, but I love it. Just How's get... that shit work? They they leave it at my doorstep, ring the doorbell, and get the fuck out of, out of my porch. They get off my property, and then I just take it out. I just, you know, like like FedEx, basically. Why? Why do you
0: dislike interacting with the the person that brings you the food so much?
3: Because they're dirty and diseased. Oh, I mean, but it sounds like you didn't like it before coronavirus. No, because it, it, I, I didn't. Cause... <laughs>
0: okay, so that's what I'm trying <laughs> to figure out. Is like what what was the big deal about it before they could potentially. You know, infect you with something. It,
3: it's just, I don't know. It, it's just awkward. Like, and then I get, you know, I tip them cash. It, it's just, I don't know. It, it's uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like people. Mm-hmm. But now, okay. yeah, now, I mean,
0: I, I, a I, lot of people feel the way you do, but I just, I just wonder what the deal is. Like, I know, like, the and I understand, obviously, I know, like, I'm kind of hyper social, so I understand
3: And, you know, you open the door and they start looking in your house and it's like, the fuck (laughs) eyes up here. But now on the app, look, I put the tip boom right there in the app. Everything's paid for. They just leave my food and get the fuck out and grab my shit and I eat. I don't need to be judged by you on what I ordered. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at my cut and look at my order and be like, yep, I get it.
0: Okay, cats are like. Where's the party?
3: <laughs> it's like, oh, here, like here, here's your I,
0: family. I me- you must
3: have had people over. I don't see anyone. I don't hear anything. <laughs> here's your family, man. Family meal, big family, huh? No, it's just me. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Shame me for getting my fucking molten brownie. <laughs> yes, yeah, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I there was a a that's one of the things I'm missing in this coronavirus is the Saturday Night Live. But they had a Saturday Night Live sketch about that about you you can buy mannequins like a company makes mannequins so that when they look in your door they don't judge you on how much you ordered. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I I miss the movies and korean barbecue. Uh,
2: I don't miss the movies or korean
0: barbecue. I mean, and comics, but technically I can read like I have comics I haven't read yet here. Yeah,
2: and we could catch up
0: once once I run out then that's when I'll begin the civil war.
2: Yeah. It looks like all games is back, but I don't know if we can broadcast. Oh there we are. Awesome. Oz, what's the little
0: figurine? Is that from uh whatchamacallit? From the video game? <laughs> yes. You know uh, what I'm talking about.
3: The the little figurine. Oh, that's uh that's a female version of the Dragonborn from Skyrim. Oh, GameStop exclusive.
0: It's funny. I thought that that was homeboy from. From. Oh, man, what's the game with the Iko. Yeah, but not. I didn't think it was Iko, The other one shadow or the Colossus shadow of the Colossus. That's what I thought.
3: No, but that, it does look more like Ico. That thing around her is the. It's like a tentacle. It's. It, it's actually a really cool statue. It's just the picture I took is from a pretty good distance.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I see uh deep space nine. That's cool.
3: There's actually underneath the Wonder Woman. You can It, it just looks like a flat plate from from this angle. Oh. It's a defiant. Not yeah, defiant.
0: Oh wow! Cool man. Cool. Well, I'm glad we're back up. That's awesome. If you want to call in, you want to get down with with us, feel free, uh, hit us on Skype, talk to us about what's been going on with you through the week in regards to comics or something else tangential, feel free. I was trying um, to
3: get people to send me a dollar and then I would like Skype them in so they could listen to the show.
0: <laughs> I did see that and I was like, man, Oz has that entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: On people in this time of when they're not working. I mean, Man. if somebody
3: would get our Patreon up, I wouldn't have to be hustling like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I blame. I blame Jay.
2: <laughs> what other story? Oh, we were talking about that Ahsoka, that fan art. Listen, Oz didn't like that fan art.
0: L- let me let me just ask you two, because obviously Oz and I kind of went back and forth on this. But, Jay, Moe, you, you saw that art.
1: Yeah. Is that
0: fan art with with Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, is she orange in that or, or, or not? What do you say, Jay?
1: Yeah, she is.
0: Okay, what do you say, Mo?
2: Yeah, she is. Because I know Rosario Dawson isn't that color. <laughs> I mean, she's a color, but she's not orange. Yeah, but she's not that color. Like- right. Oh, you're both wrong.
3: There was three of us that feel that way. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post one of the images, and then I'm going to post somebody uh, went in and color corrected her and actually made her the, the, the correct color. And you'll see wait, that there's a difference. Wait,
2: hold on. Hold on. That, so that means that that's a color corrected version of the original version of that one?
3: No, somebody else did it because they said the, whoever did that one's stupid. She should be orange. Here, here's an orange version.
2: So you can see, huge. That's orange too. Yeah, not too. It's look. Put a picture of regular Ahsoka to see if she's even that orange. Yeah, she is. No, put it in. I gotta see it side by side because to me that looks too orange.
1: No. I will say the second picture has the lightsaber the right color.
3: Yeah, she's supposed to have a white saber, right? Right. Okay.
2: How's that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, let's see. Put that, the one that Larry put in there.
3: The one that Larry, what
0: does Larry put? It's like the one of Rosario Dawson? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the picture I did put in there is darker than this one, but
3: she's still not orange. I'll tell you, Anna Diop way
2: more orange. Anna Diop should have been Ahsoka. I I don't know who Anna Diop is, so it's freaking. She's a terrible, (laughs)
1: stuck-up. She's awful. You don't know who she is.
0: Wait a minute. What? How do you not? You don't know her, Joe.
3: Joe pretty knows, sure I dude. do <laughs> Joe knows and hates her with the heat of a thousand suns see now yeah that that picture that doesn't look she right. doesn't look like she's that, colored orange there that, I'm t- that's like, that, not, that's that not last, the one
2: that Larry showed us that either. last picture
3: it, I'm telling you is gonna be that's what you're gonna get
2: nah, yeah, I'll put a picture of the real you're you're I don't know where you get this like Damn. with Star Wars, they don't do that shit where they fuck up what people look like in in a one from one medium to another. Okay, sure, I mean, they haven't: okay, they haven't, right, gotcha. You're saying that incredulously, but you have no basis to be incredulous. You don't know what incredulous means. It doesn't matter, but you do.
3: He who's, used it right. Who's this, <laughs> white, who's this white lady that everybody else wants? That's the voice actress. Because that's the story. I yeah. forget her name. Oh, Ashley Eckstein? Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a, like, I don't understand why they would want her to be the character if
2: she doesn't look like the character. Right. Or sound like her. Well, she'll sound
1: like her. She doesn't... like Once they get her in the makeup, she'll look fine. But I think uh, Rosario just has a better face for it. But it's not (laughs) like... It's not like Ashley would look bad as Ahsoka. Like, she would look fine.
2: The thing about it is that Rosario Dawson looks like a grown-up Ahsoka. Yeah. Like, just with no prosthetics, like, aside from those tentacle things. Right. Grown up and with the Michael Jackson disease.
3: I forget what it's called.
2: I, I don't know what that means. Vitiligo.
3: No, that's the guy from Heroes.
0: <laughs> that's Siler.
3: No, that's... No, Siler is Spock. The, the guy that's so, supposed to get the... the Scar on his face, that's that's Ventiligo.
2: Yeah, Milo Ventiligo. That's not how you say his name. <laughs> that's his name. His name is Milo. Yeah, Milo Ventiligo. No. <laughs>
3: not Ventiligo.
2: That's why he's so light too. It's <laughs> actually
3: a black man. Well, he, he
2: used to have like Rosario Dawson's complexion, but you know, <laughs> his name is Ventiligo.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you guys, she's not. They're not gonna put the orange makeup on her now. The the Mandal- it's it's for the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian did have a little bit of a filter on it. I don't know if it was a little bit of a filter, or maybe because of the background of every scene from where they shot it is so much, so much of that orange desert, that it's gonna kind of give her
2: a little bit of that, uh, a tinge, or <laughs> a hue. On what basis do you think that a Star Wars franchise wouldn't translate from one medium to another properly? What do you mean from one medium to another? Well, because we've seen... Like from animation
0: to live action.
2: Or from, you know, I've seen stuff from the comic books and it comes out. Like, even Dash Rendar's ship from the N64 to the movie looked good. Like, they got that, like, exact. <laughs> it's like, and then on
0: top of that, it's not like you're talking about like, say for instance, like, oh, they decided to cast like Beyonce, that might mess around and be like, oh, I just don't want to do that. It's like it's Rosario Dawson. Like Rosario Dawson's not that,
3: that she's not a diva. No, she's gonna she, look. She'll play the role fantastic. She she's gonna be amazing. And I was just talking on a pure how she's gonna look. Like, but what I'm saying is, if, if, like, if they
0: say to Rosario Dawson, hey, so we need to paint you orange, because the character's orange, she's not going to say no. no I, so then what you're basically saying is, like, the production is going to be like, oh, well, she doesn't actually need to be orange.
3: And it's like, why would they do that? Right. They're not going to say, we need to paint you orange. They're just going to say, we need to put some white shit on your face. And then the, she's going go, to walk like, into the makeup Because they don't want to go like the like, extra step? They're like, oh, we're lazy? I think they don't think they need it. I think they're going to say her complexion is close enough. Which, I look, like, you've said that in, in our little pre-production thing. You practically said her complexion is good enough when you sent no, me that picture. I didn't say
0: that it's good enough. I, so I can admit that, you know, it's closer than I thought. Because I was like, based on the picture that, you know, the other... Fan art thing Now obviously what you've been putting into Into chat here Well some of the things you've been putting Into chat here She's definitely more orange In these pictures than In the fan art one The fan art one is kind of a pale orange And these other ones Are are more orange But I guess what I'm saying to you is Disney obviously Knows what color Ahsoka is? They have like friggin' all of the backlog stuff from Clone Wars. Like they have all of all they have all of friggin' Lucas Arts there to like re- their reference library. I there's no reason that they're gonna look at Ahsoka and be like, ah, oh, well you know what? She doesn't have to be that orange. We can just put the white things on on Rosario's face and we're good.
3: Like why would they do
0: that? Especially if they look and they're like,
3: actually she's orange, Lawrence. I would love to be proven wrong when this comes out. I have a feeling I won't be.
1: <laughs> well,
3: listen. I will give Disney full credit if, if this show comes out and she's orange. Okay. Um, but I'm no, saying you- my, my, spe- my pure speculation on no other inside knowledge other than what I know of the industry, she's not going to be orange at least not more than she is naturally uh, <laughs> maybe like, a filter applied base? to the
2: to the show like you keep saying like from what i know of the industry like but you're not telling me like what your basis is
0: the they're literally just going to send her on a vacation before she shoots the like, just the industry bron- bronze is up, Rosario, bronze
3: up. <laughs> Let's just say the industry is not good with differentiating uh, uh skin tones.
0: Well, that's true. Hence, well, the light skin, it, the, the friggin' light, bright uh, sunspot.
2: But. One of the perfect examples is, like, Plo Koon. You know, like, that's a weird-looking motherfucker. <laughs> and I've seen him in, like, five different things. yeah. Where they could have cut corners on him because it would have been easy to cut corners on him. Because half the time, you know, in, in Jedi Power Battles on PlayStation 1, he could have looked different. Uh, in Episode 1, he looked a certain way. In the comics, he looked a certain way. And then in the cartoons, he looked the same. Like, he was consistent across the board. And that's the easy one that for whatever basis Oz has, he doesn't say it. But I think I can, maybe it's a little bit of laziness or cutting corners. Like that's the one they would have cut corners on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, they didn't. Oh, good. And they didn't.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's just like the opposite of what usually happens with Star Wars. And don't get me wrong; it's not it's not like we've come out of the greatest era of of Star Wars movies uh, per se. Even though, I mean, but I guess the thing is, maybe we would feel we would. Be more inclined to agree with you if we were talking about, you know, something from from the studios,
3: I like mean, I, well, like a, a, I, a
0: movie. But we're, but we're talking about the Mandalorian. I mean,
3: as long as the mouse has his fingers up your ass, then yeah, I understand you're not going to agree with me.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you'd give me some some basis, some examples, some you know. That's
0: what Oz thinks. And therefore it's
3: it's look, it's that's just what, my that's what's true. It's how I predict how it, I predict and then it, he
0: can deny that it's not that it's still untrue.
3: How I predict the future. It's just it, you can't explain. Look, nobody asked Nostradamus, tell us how you fucking saw all this shit.
2: Yeah, they did. That's why he died. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: it is. That seems like the only answer. We the, gotta kill Oz. Th-
3: this is this is one of the few times I hope I'm wrong. I hope you guys yeah. are right and I hope that I'm wrong. Statistically, that's not the case. Wow. Well, when, Stas- when you're wrong, statistics you are, are, are math and math is the universal language. Math? Yeah.
0: What's math have to do with it?
3: I just explained it to you. I mean, <laughs> oh, show
2: your fucking work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, I keep for like, exactly. if
0: you don't understand, then that's on you. What Fair. Is,
3: what is what you're talking about?
0: Uh, let's see.
3: By the way, do we know when season two is supposed to come out? No, obviously they have us shooting a yet, date
2: after the Corona getting.
3: I think they'll start shooting shooting it after the corona getting, so and then it what with all the effects that show has it's gonna be a yeah. while.
2: Their effects are a little easier. Oh Larry, you put that thing about Alex the Campy talking about the comic industry, how it's falling. Yeah. Hope we'll to talk about that. Um well before you do, like when I saw that it was Alex the Campy that did this, I was like, Wow like this this actually fits her M.O. Because I was actually at a panel once with her where she was in it. And it was like how to break into comics. Mm-hmm. And so many people walked out of there like with their dreams crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because one of the things is like, you know what? Get yourself a following. Do Just do your own shit and get yourself a following and make good shit. Because really, like, there's so much stuff that's self-published. Because, like, you know, Image Comics not going to want to look at your shit. Like, you don't have a name? They don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> you know? That, literally, that she, her five-year-old... At the time, her daughter was five. I don't know how old she is now. But she was right there next to her, hearing her say all these curse words like that. And it's like... And I was like, man. Like, I even bootlegged that panel. But I'm like, man, that can't put this information out there. People got to live their dreams. <laughs> you know? like, but she's like, yeah... The, People don't give a fuck who you are. Like, build yourself, make a name for yourself and social media, create good shit that's worth, like, having a name attached to it, and then figure it out. Like, then, then Image will want to, you know, give a shit who you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely telling it straight.
2: She's very <laughs> outspoken, and she don't give a fuck. Like, that, that's why... I'm actually more of a fan of her on social media than her <laughs> than their actual work Yeah
0: <laughs> the, the the thread basically started off like this Comics, writers And artists who are now terrified Their creator owned series will never come out Come over here and sit Next to your bad auntie Alex And let's talk contingency plans Bring the vodka And then it says number one Don't hunker down And assume it's all going to be okay It's not <laughs> that, That's how it starts <laughs> And I was just like, man, well, that, like but that's a good place. I to read through start. this entire thread, and I was like, this is this feels very real.
3: Now, in I, I didn't read, I couldn't read past number one for some reason when I clicked on the link. So you're gonna have to uh-huh. you're gonna have to go through that. But you know, I did like number one because you gotta uh, you gotta prepare for the worst. You gotta assume the worst. Right. So it's not. Yeah. I don't see it as bad as as it seems like you saw it. I like that's you. Know, w- Even if it's all rainbows and and ponies or whatever, you still have to assume worst case scenario, which is why how you we said earlier, people should be ready for a few months without without an income. Prepare for the worst if you can. So I'm sorry. What (laughs) what, what are the next steps?
0: Number two was indie comics companies will fail because of coronavirus shutdowns and Diamond not paying them. You'd be amazed how many of your faves Aren't profitable to begin with This happens a lot in comics First, go get your contract I'll wait And then She goes on to say Examine your contract carefully And for, a- and for any language about rights or versions On bankruptcy And or rights reversion If the company fails to publish your series In a specified time Usually three years and so, like, the thread really, well, you know what? It's not, it's not that long, but it's all really good advice. It says, uh, in reality, these clauses are tricky for the creators to enforce. Uh, they chuck it on Comixology. Boom, published. But their existence does open a starting point to negotiate to get your book back. Disclaimer, I am not a lawyer. <laughs> but then goes on to say... Uh, Talk to your editor as soon as possible about the future of your book. Be polite. They may not know what's going on yet either. But in this, as in invoice payment, the polite, persistent, squeaky wheel gets dealt with slash sorted out first. And, and I think that's a real important point, too. Like I, feel, I feel like so many people don't realize how, how much easier it is to get what you want when you treat people well. Because especially when things go bad, a lot of people fly off the handle for whatever reason and just start treating people terribly. You know, and, and half the time, the person you're talking to or yelling at isn't the person that deserves that kind of ire.
2: And especially in cases like right now, it's kind of like they're in, in some way or another, they're kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. They kind of empathize a little more and... Um, I don't know, like, you know, I had to deal with my internet provider for the shop today, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna have to cut it, or what Or what can we do, you know? Like, I just went mm-hmm. with, like, what are my options? And, you know, they gave me a good option, and she, like, explained to me, like, I was five years old, which I appreciate, because she's actually just trying to do the best, uh, make sure I understand what, it, what the plan is. As best as I can you know um, But yeah And, and Yeah no I, I, she, She's she got a good point here And and it's something that they, they gotta look into But you know more or less We're all fucked
0: Right yeah. And And that's what basically the next thing says too Where it's like number six is Mostly what companies are doing right now Is shitting themselves about cash flow So you can help them reduce future liabilities And safeguard your book By making an offer like, if we're not pencils up in three months, how about our rights come back? You know, and that's the quote. If we're not pencils up in three months, how about our rights come back? And after that, she says, get it in writing. Uh, Seven is is the question. But Alex, the whole point was I wanted my book published by a cool publisher. Uh, Or I guess that's not a question. I guess that's a statement. It's like, well, you're cool. And you can be a publisher. Kickstarter and Webtoons are both good, viable methods to get books out. Comixology submit. I've never heard anyone get decent numbers out of it. And, you know, she just goes on to talk about hey, my publisher said no. They sunk money into my book. They won't give rights back unless I pay them. Well, if you have a few, well, you have a few choices here. First, how far along is your book? If it's one issue done and the second started, to be honest, they probably haven't cut the first checks to your artist yet. If it's a small amount and you can afford it, pay it now and get your book back. If it's a lot of money, expensive art team, five issues in the can, it becomes a waiting game. As publisher cash flow gets worse, they may well take 25 cents on the dollar for that book's debts. Okay, And, you know, that's, I mean that's really wild like how you know she but she puts it really plain there where it's like it's like anything else like you know people are gonna be strapped for cash and they're like well whatever i can get they might take well that even though the idea which i know that that must be rough especially as an artist where you're like man i put my heart and soul into this thing and i don't even own it you know
3: uh you yeah. just you just hit my first problem with this article what's that uh the part where she says well you're cool now that's making a lot of assumptions <laughs> i've met a lot of comic book creators uh indie on the indie side let's let's not jump the gun on that one a little bit you know <laughs> They they got cool ideas sure sometimes
2: but now you know
3: okay now now we're just blowing smoke up someone's ass we're,
0: we're we're talking about publisher cool. We're not talking about actual cool.
3: <laughs> well,. Oh, yeah, oh, mm. I, I've read some indie comics. Eh? Yeah. Let's <laughs> just say we don't talk about every book we read.
0: That's this is true. But yeah, but she goes on to say that some will just hold on to your IP for grim death in the idea it will somehow make them more valuable to a mythical buyer, uh, which is what Tokyo Pop did back in the day. Uh, comics publishers can make really not logical decisions what then like that 's when you lawyer up and try to flex that reversion clause it will, it will remind North Americans that oh I will remind North Americans that volunteer lawyers for the arts exist in nearly every state and province, and this is absolutely what they are for yeah and you know, but basically just talk you should, goes on to just talk about how that legal process may or may not go down. Um, but, yeah, like, it—it uh, it is one of these things where it's like, it, it could get real bad before it gets better.
2: So, yeah. Now, uh, I know we always kind of think about where is it going to go, but really, like, where is, like, do you think digital is going to be the thing? Because eventually they're going to have to sell. I mean, one of the things that was an issue when DC said they were going to do everything through comiXology, like, you know, they the data, they're like, well, you know, everybody's, look at the data, look at the data and the data shows that the people that read digital comics and people that shop at comic shops are two different markets. Yeah. And that's where they're like, Whoa, man, you know, Mm Hmm. but yeah. so uh, What do you think, Larry? Like, what do you think could be the way to go for moving forward? Like, or what's gonna, what's gonna survive this?
0: I mean, I
2: will say that,
0: you know, I, I don't personally feel as though um, going the digital route is the right move. Now, obviously, I I know myself well enough to, you know, understand my personal bias just because I'm not a digital comics person. Uh, also, too, I just feel like, I mean, there's definitely retailers out there that Would feel betrayed by that Because if the only place You can get the new comics is digitally You know there's A certain number of people that very well Might be on the fence uh, In regards to You know should they adopt digital Comics so they can keep reading the Stories they want to see And the, The worry Is that once those people Go digital they may not Decide to come back to physical copies when they're available, and I think that that's a real concern. I mean, I, like not not so much that you know there's so many people that want digital comics, but people just get used to things. You know, it's like there are plenty of people that felt that they would never stop buying physical movies, and now they we're just so used to streaming. And they're just like, well, why would I even, why would I even do it?
3: Like had, they don't even think about that conversion. I know had, I had that moment just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Now, now that the the wife is stuck at home, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to to be working, but she's stuck at home, and she she called me one day and was like, "Hey, I really wanted to watch, uh, uh, like, Doctor Strange, or she she wanted to watch a bunch of movies." She's like, "What? What do you have in your collection? In your DVD collection? And you know, is the is the whatever set up to to play it in the in the living room." And so I kind of like thought about what's in my collection and all that. Came home, grabbed everything she asked for and everything I think she might enjoy. Brought it upstairs, and as I set it down and was was plugging in the the xbox so she can watch it like it it just hit me i i I grabbed the remote turned on the roku went to disney plus i was like everything you asked for is right there Mm -hmm. There, there's your black panther there's your ragnarok Mm -hmm. uh infinity war uh, strangely not there yet although Endgame is which kind of tells you which one is the better of the two
0: no
2: it's not the better of the two it's just the deals better of the two. But the deals didn't matter when it came to Daredevil and Punisher.
0: Uh, you talk the Netflix deals?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a
3: different completely different thing. The point is we, we had that moment where I realized a, a large portion of my physical media is obsolete because it's all on Disney Plus now. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: that could very much happen to comic book Collectors which is Already you know only So big of a market As is So it's just kind of like You know Like it, it, it kind of Is one of those things where I think retailers Across the board would Would be very Unhappy with that With that move and You know like you At the very least you have to do something That helps Compensate them in that Time which you know If they did kind of go the TKO route Maybe that could do it but at the same Time It's it's you know I mean I don't I don't Think it's a it's a bad idea But at the same and and realistically But I guess it's one of those things too where it's Like well you're still getting People used to digital comics And if You don't ever if they don't Revert back it's not like you're gonna Share those profits In perpetuity you're just gonna do it For the time And then you know some of those places are gonna Go out of business and some of them won't As far as the physical shops, So you know I, Like As much as, it, as it, it Hurts me to say it Personally I kind of feel like The complete stoppage might be the way to go
3: Joe, you you're, know. you're a digital guy. What do you think? Um, I, you
1: know, yeah, I, I like digital. But I understand that physical should not go away. But it's like, I feel like it wouldn't go away. Like, you would always have physical... Unfortunately, you can still do physical comics without brick-and-mortar stores. You know, I know back in the day, you used to be able to, like, subscribe uh, to a comic, and you would get them, like, just sent directly to you. And, um, I mean, that's got to be easier for the publishers. But that would kind of suck to just not have a comic book store you could go to even though i am like yeah i'm pretty much all digital now it's still cool to like go to a shop and look at the stuff and then find it on comiXology like just having it out there all in front makes it easier to find new stuff
2: yeah I'm a digital and physical guy, like if I get to go to the shop, I'll do physical, but more often than not, I do digital and I'm just mad that I'm not getting anything new just because they don't want they can't print it they can't distribute it. the shops are closed you know like i'm a cost- a customer that that would get digital, you know what I mean yeah yeah
1: and i i i feel you there like. If it's for the good of the industry, I'm willing to sacrifice, but yeah, I do feel like it is kind of a waste, like...
2: Well, it's good for the industry, but not like necessarily the comic industry, the brick and mortar shop industry, right? Because if they were to put everything out digitally, the people who kept, who've been buying digitally would just have digital comics, right?
1: Right. Like, I really wish the comic industry had embraced digital uh, when it first started. Like, if they had streamlined digital and physical, we could definitely, like, this actually wouldn't be an issue. Like, depending on how they did it. But the comic industry has, like, been so afraid of digital ever since it started, like, they don't they're afraid, they don't know what to do with it. They're like even now they're still like not really know what to make of the digital space and like people that are collecting digitally. So it's like Yeah, they kind of fucked yourself. Like now you have to do all this because you didn't want to figure out how you could work digital and print and like feed them your audience in the way they want to be fed
3: so do you guys think that if people who who would be going to the comic book shop are now for the next few weeks gonna get digital versions of their books do you think that once comic book shops open again they're gonna not completely switch to digital but buy more books digital than they do at the shop. Uh,
2: I don't know about that cuz I think that's an individual case by case basis. I think everybody's yeah. different about how they how they consume their comics. Um, but music is a perfect example like I know every time like I buy I buy stuff on Bandcamp. You know, that's a more indie music, indie artists. And Yeah, Bandcamp is awesome. Yeah, like as soon as you buy it, like they'll. I just got a CD by uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't find it. But one of the things I talked about a couple heavy metal minutes ago, um, I bought it and you know, I bought the physical one and it automatically comes with the streaming like on Bandcamp, like it's automatically added to my library there. So I. Even though I bought the physical, I have that and I can I can listen to it whenever I want. I haven't even opened the <laughs> I haven't even opened the, the C D. You know, um if I buy pre order mm-hmm. stuff on Amazon, it gets added to my Amazon music, you know? Um almost anywhere, any marketplace now where you buy music physically online, you get a digital Counterpart And I I felt that if comics Would have kind of programmed their Their market to Embrace both They could have easily shifted over But But
0: but there's been a digital copy In every like Marvel comic For years now
2: But that's not 100% true Because it used to be The issue that you bought Then they just did one All around like that we're giving you this one, digitally. Uh, that month, every every book had the same one, and it was something else, like something they're either trying to spotlight that month or or something. You know, it didn't become oh, like a, a, a regular thing.
1: Say that again, Joe. So also, where were they redeemable?
0: You, you, I, I think you literally pull the tab of whatever the book is. And you go to like I guess maybe marvel.com or maybe comicsology. I'm I'm not <laughs> sure cuz I don't use them.
2: Well, the thing is if you're such an expert, oh, they have they have look, I you go to marvel.com and you redeem it and, and it, co- it it goes on your Marvel app, your Marvel Digital Comics app. Uh, and on that app, that app <laughs> that app I'm still waiting for one of my daredevil trade paperbacks to download and I bought it. Uh, I actually bought it on my honeymoon. You know what I mean? So that tells you how long, how long it's been. And for some reason, it it just that book. It won't, it won't give it to me. Yeah. And Uh, see
1: the, the fact that it's a proprietary app that you have to use is also an issue.
2: Yeah. Now it's powered by comiXology. So if you link your Comixology account with that one you can um you can uh migrate everything over like you can share it over like for example right now with Comixology and Kindle if you buy a comic on Kindle and you have Comixology like you can read them on both apps yeah you know? Okay but I guess
0: what I'm trying to understand is I guess I'm trying to understand what we're talking about when we're saying like streamline the process, like because I while I definitely agree with you, like you know by no means do Marvel or DC push the digital comics in the same way they push the physical comics. Uh, there was a moment in time when they were trying it, but then they kind of that petered off, right? But like I'm literally like I'm looking at this issue of Wolverine number two right now and. Sure enough it has like you know Marvel free digital content offer it says pull here to reveal code and then it says your free digital copy will be available on and it does say the Marvel app but it, it's like don't miss out on the free digital edition of the comic that you're holding in your hands it's like and that's in just about every issue of of Marvel comics I think
2: okay yeah
0: so I'm like is is it is there, a, like when you say streamlined, do you mean more so than that? Or is it more about marketing? Yeah, because yeah.
3: It, as, for those books, I mean, once you take that sticker off, you, it loses value, so nobody's redeeming those.
2: <laughs> Honestly, like really, like no real comics are ever going to have any value because they're not scarce.
0: Yeah, very very few of them are. I mean, yeah,
2: so if you're actually looking... For comics to, you know, retire on Then you're a fucking idiot And, yeah, go fuck yourself Cause that's, <laughs> not, that's not a good, like Why don't you, like, put your fucking Tax refund in a Roth IRA And don't bother nobody, you know And read whatever fucking comics you want Whether it's gonna give you value or not Because that's that's bad financials right there I mean, it's one of those things Like, every now and then An issue
0: may have some sort of value
2: and then not but that's not why you buy it you buy it because you're trying to read the story
0: i agree i
2: agree like i you know i I, that's how that's how i am and that's why it was easy for me to jump on the digital because honestly i don't have time to go to the shop and when i do it's like i want to and i enjoy it and it's good for me but I, if i if I want to keep reading my story, I'm gonna keep reading my story, for example, i you know like I even like catching up on saga like we we chronicled this in our archives, so just go back like six shows ago, maybe I'll, there it should be on the description, I don't know the title, but you know catching up on saga, I had to do it digitally because there are hiatus, and I don't know what issue I was on and 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 you know I did it digitally, and then I bought the physical compendium the the first the first whole wave from beginning to the end that is right now before they start up again um and now i just realized this covid19 done fucked up my chance of getting more soccer anytime soon too yeah i just realized that but but and that's the thing it's i don't know it's you got to look at digital as a way to go like I, i started going digitally more because of my Environmentalism, you know, like it's it's too much paper being wasted on on comics, and that's why I did it. So I, every now and then I'll go buy a trade paperback, it, it, you know, if if I go to the shop, you know, I'll pick up a trade paperback because I like the whole, the full story, or or I didn't get to read the full arc, or if I'm buying it directly from the artist because I know that artist is taking it taking that money straight up, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's when I do the physical stuff. But as far as um as as trying to get value out of it, yeah, that's retarded. Uh Tyre says our physical comics doing the same thing they do with Blu-ray comics. You buy a physical version and it comes with a code to redeem the digital version. And that's kinda it is that's kinda what it is. But with Marvel, uh in particular, my experience, sometimes it isn't the book that you're holding you don't get a a a a digital copy of that book. You know, I I happen with some white covers cuz with my white covers like I buy them, I put them away, I don't even read them. But I will get that digital version, you know, and I'll read that. I don't want to touch my white covers cuz you know, what if my hands are a little smudgy, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I want that white being pristine for whenever I get an artist to do it. Yeah. So,
0: oh, yeah, I I guess you know, I I I do think that there are people there are some people that will probably like if they get used to digital, they'll just they'll just stick with digital. I don't think it's all of the people, mind you, but you know, it's not so much about oh, more people are going to become like more people are going to stay w- with digital than than leave it. It's just more that the comic shops, a lot of them can't afford to lose those customers. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing, because it's, it's almost like two industries that we're talking about. Comics and comics retail. You know? Right. Um, and and that, that's where the, the there lies the issue, because it, it's, it's going to be a lot more dire for comics retail than it is going to be for comics creatively. You know? Yeah. Like, games. I know, like, now I'm I'm thinking of just going all digital with games, really. Are you really? Yeah, I, I just don't see the... Well, I, for Xbox, period, like, I have Game Pass. So I don't feel like... I don't even really get to finish games. So there's no real need for me to, to keep buying physical games, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then for my gaming fix, I'll just get on on game pass and I just keep downloading stuff, play 20 minutes of it, an hour of it, two hours of it, and then just get something else. You
3: know, I'm starting to get annoyed when I have to get up and switch a disc. (laughs) That's
0: the, you know, it's interesting because like, I know that I personally like, you know, I, I I like buying physical games. Uh, However, like there are some games that i'm like like you know i play a lot of splatoon 2 and i was sitting here thinking to myself like maybe i should just buy splatoon 2 digitally just so like i don't ever have to worry about switching out that particular yeah. cartridge
2: yeah
0: just because like i i've been in that position before where i'm like oh man i just want to just want to play that right now and you know i switched it cuz it's not like it's a lot of physical work or anything but I, I had, for, because I'm so used to it being the cartridge that's in my Switch, that when I went to go put it on, it was like, put the cartridge in. And I was like, oh, why isn't the cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> and it was because I had switched it out for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3.
1: <laughs> that's why. And that's, the th- what, that's another thing.
0: What's another thing, Jack?
1: Oh okay. Um,
0: silent assassin.
1: Like, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hello.
0: Yeah, we can hear you, Jay. Can you not hear us? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, Go another thing is like stores like GameStop are like selling digital copies now, but you don't see like comic like brick and mortar comic stores doing that.
0: Selling digital copies.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I I think there, I think there are some stores that will do it, but I don't think that that's a stores issue. Like, I think that that's a, a digital comics platform thing. Like, they don't want to sell it in stores
1: because I I feel yeah, like I there's. Say again. Yeah, I don't know. That will make it a lot more streamlined.
0: But why would you go to the store to get a digital code for a comic?
1: I
2: mean, Best Buy does it for games. Yeah,
1: you know, like GameStop does it for games. Like, why would you go to GameStop and buy a digital code for a game? I, because I you want to go to the store. You want to go to the store, see what they got, see what's new, look through the, the new releases and all the shit that you might have not gotten before. It's like, it's a good place to go and look just to see what's out there.
0: I I will tell you why I would go to Best Buy to get a digital code because they make little tiny cases for the games.
2: Exactly. I was just, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Like I saw, I got gears of war five for Christmas and I got the physical and then I went to game uh, to Best Buy to gra- grab something else and I saw the little case. I'm like, I think I'm going all digital because at least, you know, if, you know, part of my, you know, nerdism is the collecting thing. Just oh, yeah. Those little cases and then they take up even less space. Oh, yeah. Just no, have no, it, them lined it, up it, in my shelf looks tight.
0: Right. And don't get me wrong. It's like, OK, I get it. Like.
2: They could make yeah. a little long box for comics with their codes. <laughs> each card will have just the each will have just the cover, you know. Oh, and they can have white cover cards so you can get a tiny little sketch cover. Mm, my God! Uh, I'm, I just saved the industry, right? He's like the headline. <laughs> that's you're the title welcome. of the show. I just saved the industry.
0: you you're welcome, comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess I, see that's the thing where. I do think, like, the the small, like, collectible uh, video game boxes are a really great idea. And it's awesome because it does, like, scratch that itch still and still takes up a lot less space. But I know for me personally, like, you know, and and again, uh, I know that I'm, like, ridiculously old school gamer here. But I I love um, instruction manuals and I understand that they're not coming back. And that's why you can make little tiny boxes like that. But for me, I'm kind of like, oh, well. What I if mean,
2: it came with a little tiny instruction manual, too?
0: Uh, dude, that would be amazing. The sad fact of the matter is I think a tiny instruction manual probably would cost more to print than a regular size one. <laughs> it would it would totally make those little boxes and more it, expensive than the regular size boxes.
2: They'll have to kill the, the same amount of trees. <laughs>
3: Uh, Yeah, you guys gonna get Final Fantasy VII remake digitally or physical? Because I've already pre-ordered, like I paid for it digital, and I think GameStop will like I can drive by it and they'll throw it at me and I have to catch it. (laughs) But if I'm I'm seriously considering just switching it to digital.
2: Well. Uh I don't know if you guys remember but on the air I accidentally bought that $350 version. <laughs> um, so you have but, to get it physical cuz you get that statue. What, well, right? well, uh, what you didn't have the the fortitude to do, I did because Amazon's not shipping anything to me anymore till after like April 20th or something. And uh unless it's like essential shit. So I just canceled it because if I'm not going to get a day the day that it's coming out, like, what's the fucking point, you know? So then are you going to get we're it digitally? Put go ahead, out
3: yeah. a
1: story. Uh, there was like a news story where Square is asking people because the digital version is going to go out on time and the print version, like the physical version isn't because of Shipping and all this other shit. And so they're asking people And uh, get it digitally to not spoil the game for others because uh, There's like a lot of new content and so they're asking you know to be respectful and not spoil it for the people Who are gonna be waiting on their physical copies?
2: Yeah
0: I know for me, like, I'm just gonna wait. Like, I want a physical copy, um, but I didn't. I didn't pre-order it, and and but that's mo- mostly because I'm like, I'm. I don't think I'm gonna play it like right away. So I was just like, you know, I, I'll wait. I'll wait, well, and I'll I'll get it later.
3: Uh, my plan is, uh, I'm gonna drive out there. And if they have a digital copy, you know, I'll have my catcher's mitt. I'll I'll try to catch it in midair. If <laughs> if they don't, because I think there was an issue with, uh, like, they don't know as far as Joe's article that he mentioned. They, like, I don't think they know if they can even ship on time. If If that's the case, if they don't have a physical copy for me, I'm going to try to see if maybe they have a digital code and, you know switch switch my pre-order to that something like that if they don't if they don't have that then i might just have to cancel that order and you know fire up the playstation and order it through there but i want to give the brick and mortar a chance just I, well here i'm from a small place so i kind of like know these people and i want them to stay employed but i can easily see a lot of people just Canceling all their all their preorders and going digital, at least for well, now.
2: That's what I did, and guess what? I didn't even buy a digital, cause you know I don't have an income, so it doesn't make no sense. You know, I got the Game Pass; I'll just play shit on there.
3: Well, yeah, but you had a three hundred dollar thing, like the, getting the regular, the regular game. It's is not, you know, it's not three hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, but it's still sixty. Which
3: in all this to say, Lawrence explained Final Fantasy VII remake wrong.
2: Yeah, H- how? Because you
3: you said that it was. You mentioned something about it's just going to be in Midgard, but failed to explain that that there's going to be like a second game for for the rest of it.
0: What well, what are you? Ta- you, you that's made, exactly what you I told you. It seems like well, you're yeah. only going to get
3: essentially disc one of the original game, and then that's it. You're asked out. But it turns out that Final Fantasy VII remake the the one that's coming out next week, I think, or a week and a half from now, April 10th, I believe, is a full game in itself. Even though story wise, compared compared to the original Final Fantasy VII, it, it's only the mid-guard area, but you're still going to get the the same amount of, of playtime that you got from the whole entire original Final Fantasy VII. And then uh, later on, there's going to be actually, technically a sequel actually, for the rest of the stuff. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. That's kind of exactly what Lawrence said.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
3: La- Lauren, that, no, no. Lawrence yeah. said... Hey, you know that you're only going to get like the disc one stuff, and then that's it. I I didn't even tell you anything about disc. I said, well, you Midgard. said you you said the Midgard part, which is disc one. In okay, the game. and so, that's fine. So, so okay, okay, in but, your words, you're only going to get the Midgard stuff, but you're getting way more than than <laughs> what the original Final Fantasy VII Midgard stuff was. Well, you it it's expanding and all that, I,
0: and you already knew that because. You played the game like it's not like it's not like what the the amount of like even with just a little demo like the amount of time you spent in those levels and all that kind of stuff it expands on all the content it
3: plays completely different, but that's it's still gonna just be Midgard. It's not just Midgard because there's more Midgard that you don't get in the original game. Okay, but it's still only Midgard, but. Only Midgard. There's more Midgard that you didn't get in the original game. Yes. Yeah, they're they're, they're gonna know. add. They're adding like additional stuff. I didn't know that.
1: Like you're gonna get a full game's worth of content, but it's just gonna be Midgard.
3: Like you oh. actually get to explore Midgard. Midgard is a place. Like it well, might that... as, it might as well be uh, like Grand Theft Auto Midgard. <laughs>
1: I'm down. <laughs> Grand <laughs> Theft. <laughs>
0: I mean, we we all knew that the game was going to be different because it's a third-person action RPG and not a friggin' like. Well, I I guess I you can't say top-down, but it's not going to be the the turn-based RPG that
3: the original was. But that's a whole different thing. Like I was I was just comparing lengths. Last time we discussed, I wasn't comparing girths. You know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well
0: I'm happy that you're happy now Oz. Even though I told you that this was how it was going to be no, I mean, I'm just happy you're on this page Because I'd have been very s- f- sad for you When you If you had held on to your previous belief And thought you were going to be fighting Sephiroth or something Well I guess uh, Well you know
2: You're going to see Sephiroth
0: <laughs> Right do you uh, separate? Uh, they even did say though that you you they might have a level where you get to play as as Red.
2: Oh, that's tight.
0: Not not as part not as part of your party, but on its own, I guess.
3: I mean, as long as Tifa's bouncy.
0: I'm just happy they made her like re- relatively like regular proportions.
3: <laughs> you know how long the jiggle physics took to to perfect?
0: You talking about for Tifa in the new game?
3: Yeah, I'm talking about for Japanese Ooh. video game women in general. Oh. Uh, but I forgot the guy that made the volleyball game's name. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, we did. Ninja Gaiden Maker guy <laughs> made the boobies really bouncy. Whatever. Next story.
2: Isn't it Itagaki?
3: Probably. Yeah. He
2: Jinobu Itagaki,
3: baby. Uh, I remember the days when he used to host a Call show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe, man, you want to scare Larry a little bit so he pees on his pants?
1: Uh, Sure. I'll try. So today, I watched the horror movie In the Dark, which is a horror anthology.
3: Wait, the title um, is In the Dark? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it wasn't In the Dark. Like, that would be weird. But the title is In the Dark. And it's a horror anthology. It starts off with some women watching videotapes in a motel. They... Uh, they're staying at. And so the first story is about a gang that's visited by a sin eater who's murdering them one by one. Um, pretty gruesome. Like I know the one girl, he like takes her and spreads her legs and like rips them apart. Um... Which it looks pretty good. Like they use practical effects. So,
0: you so there, Jerry. Story. Oh, well, you cut out for a
2: second. It's Larry willing, <laughs> willing him away so he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Larry.
0: I got mind control over Debo.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
3: Oh, man. He's gone. Did
2: he say this? Is he not on the
0: call anymore?
2: Did he say this was a movie or a TV show? It was a movie, but it was like an anthology movie. uh did you get the heavy metal minute
3: did you send the heavy metal minute
2: i put it on um, i put it on on the skype thing the Oh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help uh, i'll send it right now hey.
0: jay you still there
3: i i just gotta notice that he left the the skype He might be trying oh. to reconnect see how he is and I, I i typed in in the dark oh look he's joined. I typed in In the Dark, and there's like a Netflix series. There's a movie from 2015. So I'm guessing he's talking about the Netflix series. Because he's got Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, is that Joe? Is he back?
1: Yes, I'm
3: back. And you're talking about In the Dark, the Netflix series, right?
1: No, it's just some random movie on Amazon Prime. Okay. There's an In the Dark series?
3: Yeah, I don't know if it's the same thing. I just typed in In the Dark, and that's the first thing that popped out. So it might not be the same. might just be the same time. Oh.
1: Yeah, this is like an older movie from like 2015, I think.
3: That thing
0: looks crazy. Are you putting? Yeah. Paradise. Are you scared? Yeah. Yet? I don't know if I'm scared, but it looks crazy.
1: Yeah. So the thing in the back—that's the Sin Eater that went and like killed the. I don't actually know when I cut off. So I don't know how much you heard.
2: Just give Larry some of the gruesome parts. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Just so
0: you all know, if I have if I end up getting scared enough to pee, I'm peeing on you all.
1: (laughs) Um, you know they take this woman, like spread her legs, and then rip them out of her. Like you can see the blood dripping off the stumps. Uh, one guy is, I forgot what they call it when you, you like cut the back of your foot, like above the heel.
2: Oh, the Achilles tendon.
1: Yeah. Like there's a word for when you do that, but I can't remember what it is, but they do that to a guy, um, which, yeah, that was, could have been a little gorier. And uh, let's see, what were the other stories? Oh, the worst one was uh, the last story, which is kind of funny because it's shot like a comedy. But then he's like, the guy is taking women and like slicing them up into bits and feeding their flesh to a VCR. Wow, I'm sorry. Is the VCR alive or is he
3: just? shoving it in there.
1: No, it's alive. Like, the VCR tells him that uh, he can help... The VCR tells the guy that she can help him get true love, but to do it, he has to feed her uh, pieces of people. And so he starts doing it, and uh, eventually, you know, the VCR changes into this, like, amorphous kind of flesh blob and uh, keeps uh, wanting more to eat and eventually it tells him that it's going to give him a blowjob and it just eats his dick instead.
3: Oh, I'm out.
2: <laughs> so he put his penis in the amorphous blob? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't we all? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Larry, that's the amorphous blob.
3: Why Why would he do that? Because he was promised a blowjob. That? that the w- that's not the blob.
0: Oh, i about to say, I'm like, <laughs> why? I'm like, why? I'm like, that does not look like something you want to put your penis in.
3: Well, I mean, you got to specify no dientes, por favor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Insanity. Uh, for that one.
3: Yeah, a, but I mean, yeah, yeah, that VCR story sounds like a little shop of horrors thing, but sexier. Yeah, it's pretty.
0: Funny. What? What and Where it, are you getting sexy from? Like, oh, we're talking about chopping up women and amorphous
3: blobs. Yeah, like, we're we're promised blowjobs. That's sexy. I'm yeah, I
1: wouldn't have stuck my dick
3: in it. I mean, the little shop of horrors. I forget the plant's name. It never offers a blowjob.
1: The plan is Audrey too. At least in the in the Rick Moranis one. I don't remember what it is in the original one.
3: And then the dude's name is Seymour, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that.
1: Yeah, that's from the story Dummy. Uh where the guy is like chopping up uh this family because they there's a revenge plot.
3: Oh, the story's called Dummy. I thought you were calling me a dummy. <laughs> no. The
1: story's called Dummy cuz it's about a boy who only speaks through his uh, ventriloquist dummy.
0: Yeah, it's no
2: good.
3: Yeah, we got to make yeah. we got to make Lawrence watch some of these.
2: I want to, but he won't. He refuses to.
1: And look, I try to get him to watch non-gory horror movies that are just really good. Like he still hasn't watched Overlord, which is
3: actually a great movie.
2: Yeah, I started watching that. That's pretty good. That's not even
3: scary. That's action. I know, right? Lawrence, you like action.
0: I do like action.
3: You like zombies, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> he watches them. But he <laughs> Well, there's there's barely any anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't like them. Like, I definitely have to like ramp myself up to watch zombie stuff.
1: And I tried to get him a watch to watch Escape Room, which that isn't horror at all. That's like pretty much all action.
3: Is that any good? But it didn't
1: look good like- to me. No, I-, I liked it a lot. Like. I bought it, I watch it every now and then just because it's really good. Like, even though I know all the puzzles now, it's still fun to watch.
3: Right, that's like Saw, but without the gore, right? Right.
2: I don't like escape rooms. Have you ever gone through one? No, I refuse to because they, like me, it's like, okay, you put me in a room, I'll find my way out. Like, I don't need no puzzle. I'll, I'll I know the weak spots in the walls. You know,
3: yeah. But it's like a it's a live action video game. It's not like yeah. yeah we could all just the kick the door down, obviously.
2: Yeah, like the hinges. You know, like I know I can use a fulcrum and a lever. Like, like you want me to escape? I'll escape. I'll escape in record time. One waste time with with puzzle. So. You know, I would get charged to do it. So that's why I don't do it.
3: Lawrence uh, Overlord stars Kurt Russell's son.
0: Oh, we love Kurt Russell's son. What's Kurt Russell's son's name?
3: Wyatt. He's the son of Kurt Russell. Quiet Russell. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I mean, if that's not a power couple. You saw Overboard, right? Yes, you you see how perfect they are together. Now imagine those genetics. Son's not that. Is is that? I mean,
0: that's not the seminal Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn movie, though, right?
3: That's kind of where they fell in love. Oh, they they only have like two movies together, maybe three. I don't know. Watch Overlord. um, just do that. How about that? Do what? Just watch Overlord. How about that?
0: I'll
2: think about it. You're over uh, there
3: watching Tiger King.
2: Did you watch? Uh, did you get the heavy metal minute yet?
3: Yeah. You want to go for. God damn. Eight minutes? Yeah.
2: All right. Are we doing that now? Uh, Joe, yeah. you're, you're done with, with In the Dark, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Like everybody dies at the end.
2: <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and do it. Three that. and a
1: half on a five.
2: And then we'll jump into news and get out of here. Alright. Sometime last week, Code Orange teased some uh more live Twitch stuff. Now we talked about them doing their release party. Uh, for their new album *Underneath*, live on Twitch to an empty venue, and if you get a chance to watch that, that's a really, it's a really cool um, pro-shot uh, experience. And they have, you know, they have the screens in the back when you see them live, because the guy Shade, the synth guy for Code Orange, actually does a lot of this like visual art throughout the music, and they were. Um, Switching between that while they were doing the show, it, it was an actual video experience more than just watching a live show and or a streaming event. And now, last week, they s- talked about doing more um, live stuff on their Twitch channel. Uh, they called it they called the series "You and You Alone." And what it is, it's well, I thought it was just another live performance, but it is. A live performance, but it's not songs per se that you know. They're doing an improvisational um performance where they play music, they show you live uh, not live footage, but well, well along with live footage, but they show you um, you know, rendered computer graphics and, and things like that. It turned out to be a really interesting way for Code Orange to actually keep a, uh, a hold on their audience while they can't tour. Um, so while they would, it, where in a perfect world without plague and disease and infection They would tour the country and the world Now they're doing a weekly date Instead of a weekly live show They're doing a weekly Twitch show So they're taking the, the tour to you, so to speak And they're doing it in a really interesting way I've seen a lot of stuff from home now In this new COVID-19 world And this is one of the more unique ones So check that out, it's on Twitch. Code Orange on Twitch. Physical album sales have dropped. They have dropped to less than a million per week for the first time ever. Uh, And this is due, of course, to coronavirus and the self-isolation and and safer at home orders all over the place. Not to mention the fact that stores are closing. And the companies that press records and albums and, and, and CDs are are. Shutting down all over the world. Um, It says uh, physical album sales totaled just 979,000 copies this week. Uh, This is the first time weekly sales have dropped below 1 million, according to Nielsen um, statistics. So, yeah, there's another industry suffering, not just comic books or barbering. Now, this bit of news is kind of cool. I'm surprised this hasn't happened before, but you can now buy... Personalized Motorhead t-shirts. Uh, Motorhead recently launched a new promotion called Umlaut Yourself. The band invites fans to enter their name into a generator, which will add it to the iconic Motorhead logo. Uh, you follow the instructions to add the name in the classic Warpig war pig design. Now, if you don't know what that Warpig design is, it's like Google Motorhead shirt. It'll be the first thing that comes up. It's basically their mascot with Motorhead across the chest. And England across the bed, the belly but now instead of England it'll have whatever you put on there you can get fantastic forum you can get heavy metal minute you can get you know whatever you want your name your mom's name your granny's panties brand like whatever you want but I'm just surprised it took so long to do it but yeah I'm I know what I'm getting for my birthday Gary Holt has gotten his coronavirus test results back and he's tested positive for the disease. Now, we we talked about him having the disease in previous installments of Heavy Metal Minute. And yeah, that was all his supposition. He has since been, you know, gotten over it. He he feels 100% better. He says on his Instagram post, uh, the post is out now, deleted. But he says, uh, so I finally received my test results back and it, it was positive it was. Lisa's came back, his wife, negative. And it's been long enough since my symptoms that I am officially in the clear to do only the things I am allowed. Like buy my own groceries. I feel great, made it through the tougher moments, and my health feels 100% normal. Thanks to everyone who had wished us well, now it's time to start working on some new exodus rifts while I'm basically stuck at home. So yeah, he got the test results telling him he was positive about a week after he, he healed himself from it. And while you're stuck at home, self-isolating, streaming stuff, you know, SiriusXM wants to make the experience of being at home a little easier for you, and they're giving you free SiriusXM subscription till May 15th. From now till May 15th, um, it was announced on the Howard Stern Show yesterday. So you can listen to Howard Stern, you can watch his video uh, segments, um, you can listen to Liquid Metal, Ozzy's Boneyard lithium octane turbo and hair nation all the good metal stations they have commercial free from now till till May 15th and one of the good things is that separates Sirius XM from other streaming service for music is that you have radio personality you have DJs talking music up you have uh, shows within the music uh, channels and they're commercial free it's a, a good new experience to have if you're you're tired of just listening to everything on Shuffle and your run of the mill streaming services. All you really have to do is just go to SiriusXM.com slash offer slash free listen free dash listen or you can just download the mobile app and you'll be ready to go. But yeah, free SiriusXM. I guess that counts as a mo deal too, huh? And now there's a, a new super group out now. Umbra Vitae. It's uh, members of The Red Chord, Job For Cowboy, uh, Converge, Wear Your Wounds, Twitching Tongues, Hate breed. Stomach Earth, Uncle Acid, and The Deadbeats. They're all... It's Sean Martin, Jacob Bannon, Mike McKenzie, Greg Weeks, and drummer Joe Rice. And they have released a song called Return to Zero. You can stream it right now anywhere you stream music. And... uh, Bannon tells Revolver that the music is a, lot of, is a lot about bettering yourself. He says right here, Return of Zero is about removing resistance in oneself in order to be the best version of you that you can be. He says, I feel that this is a relatable topic for many. What resistance is and how it manifests is, unique, indiv- is in- it's unique to every single one of us. For me, this is a constant process and essential for being a better husband, father, friend, artist, and human. Below you'll find a section of the lyrics that state this better than I can in a paragraph form. Thank you for everyone who continues to listen. And then there's a little poem. Uh, But yeah, you can pre-order Shadow of Life. That's the album that'll be out on May 1st, May 3rd. And uh, the website is orcd.co. Un Shadow of Life. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been Heavy Metal Minute. Should have a like, uh, like her, Well, not not like that, but like.
0: So so, dude was just like, I have Corona. Before he got the test, he was just like, I got he it. He
2: had it. He had all the symptoms that they were telling him. Like you know, when he talked to his doctor on the phone and said, "You have it," and then, but I don't know if you heard the other heavy metal minutes, but it was everybody that was on that tour. Yeah. Had it. So, one of them is still in the ICU. Wow. You know, on a ventilator. So, it, it, it you know, it, he, but my, I guess, the bit of commentary I had is, like, the test that he got, basically, he got after he was over it. Like, he could have just died waiting for the full confirmation, you know what I mean? Right, right. So It's the sad state of things right now, but eh, what are you gonna do? Just Live or die, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um Robert Robert Vendetti is trying to start a hashtag #PullBoxPayItForward pay it forward. Um as a as a way to help the industry out for, you know, with what's going on with the coronavirus or whatnot. Um, the sentiment's really good. Like, the the hashtag is bad, <laughs> but but the sentiment is good. Like, basically it says the comic industry is a family. This is a a, a tweet that he uh, he said. He said the comics industry is a family. There are uh, these are unsettling times, but we're all in this together. For the first Wednesday in my career, there aren't any new comics on New Comic Book Day. Here's how I've decided to help. If you can join hashtag #PullBoxPayItForward, please do. And the idea basically is we're supporting our local comic shops by not buying comics for ourselves, but buying comics for other people. So basically, the idea is uh, buying buying comics either for you know customers that maybe don't that don't have the money or can't afford it, and get what's in their pull boxes for them. Uh, or, you know, if you have like people that are like first responders, uh, you know, or kids or things like that, like, you know, getting getting comics for other people in this time while, uh, you know, we're all trying to recover. So, you know, and of course, it's if you have the money, uh, you know, go ahead, support your local comic shop. Uh, you And then use the hashtag Pullbox pay it forward
3: That is Sothe- a horrible
0: hashtag yeah, yeah it's a bad hashtag it I know, does, <laughs> It's a great idea It's a bad
2: hashtag It doesn't quite roll off the tongue
0: It does not
2: Uh, Every DC Comics issue from 1935 to 2014 will be auctioned off As a complete set By Sotheby's what? They're they're auctioning off.
3: It's the, they it's called uh, the the Le- Ian, Ian 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 I A N Levine collection, and they, yeah, it'll be sold as a as a single lot privately. You can go bid at Sothe- Sotheby's Wait,
0: yeah. there's a guy that owns every DC comic published from when to when? Uh, Nineteen thirty
3: five
2: to twenty fourteen. Yep.
0: That's crazy.
2: And it took him about half a century To accumulate everything
0: I mean Okay
2: <laughs> what?
0: Is, is it? Oh okay I got you because he wasn't alive So that's how long it took him to get All those books right. Why is he selling well, them did you th- Well what did you think Well I was thinking I'm like Well you know You could be like alive for all that time
2: It could still be half a century It's an 80 year run
3: no, but
0: it it would take... If you were getting them when they were coming out, it'd be
2: more than half a century.
3: I mean, obviously, he's selling it because he's probably not yeah. working right now.
2: Oh, but what I said was it took over half a century to collect.
3: Okay. Yeah. I, you know.
0: But when you say, like, over half a century, that means, like, okay, it's more than 50 years, but less than 60.
2: So should I say... It took twenty percent less than a century.
0: <laughs> that's what I need. I need twenty percent.
2: Like how long exactly?
0: No, but so wait—he's selling it because he needs money because of coronavirus.
3: And, and actually, the, the story doesn't actually say why he's selling it. I'm just
2: oh, that was just me. The, the well, story he's selling it because people need comics. There's no new comics coming out. Yeah, but
3: he—I mean—he's selling them all to one person. It's not
2: yeah.
3: Like... I... <laughs> yeah, Gish, man, that's wild. Like. I wonder how much that's going to go for. I mean, hey,
2: sotheby's.com dot com. Put a bid.
0: Yeah, Should so okay. i begin the bidding at fourteen dollars.
2: Because that's going to have some rarities that just on its own. Oh almost, yeah, Action One is in it. Yeah,
3: you know, Detective Twenty Seven's in it. Yeah. Sheesh. It 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 literally is the entire thing.
0: That's crazy.
3: Like, I'm just like,
0: like, I I, I mean, I guess this is just somebody that has, like, you know, that collector's kind of mindset. Because I'm just like, okay, like, I get why you have those seminal issues, you know, from, like, the 20s and 30s. But, like, what makes you pick up, like, you know, just, like, random, like, 20, 20, like, 2006 DC
2: Comics yeah, like that new fifty-two amethyst. Like, what made him yes. get
0: that? <laughs> right. It's like, what? Why do you do that? <laughs> That's weird. Now it's a, it's an interesting thing though, and I'm just like, so I'm like, did he hunt them all down? Like, I I want to know the story. Like, I feel like, like I would watch a documentary about how this collection got collected.
3: I mean, he. He had to, because it says here he bought his first Justice League of America at age eight in 1960. So, yeah, you like
2: at that point, you just have to hunt them down. And the but price oh, as ex- some of them probably weren't as expensive as they are now. You
0: know? Yeah, and that's probably true. But it's not the expensive ones that I'm like wondering about, because I I. Like that, I understand pretty completely, you know. It's like if you have the money and the time, sure. What I'm trying to figure out is, did he was he just like he he goes to like a local comic shop and it's like, I just want my pull to be everything DC
3: publishes, like whatever they put out, like what comic? Like, well, no, I mean, obviously, he didn't actually start really filling out the the collection until you know he had money.
0: No, but I'm talking to, I'm not talking about like older stuff. I'm talking about like you know, the guy you said he was 8 in the 60s. In 1960s, I'm talking about when this fool's a grown man in like the early 2000s is he just buying every DC book that gets published? And it's like why every DC book?
3: Uh according to the story, let's see, his collection quickly grew especially after <clears throat> especially after he stumbled 12 years later, so th- he'd be 20 at this point, on a London comic shop named after a Ray Bradbury short story, Dark They Were, and Golden Eyed. There he was able to buy hard-to-find strips that had long been out of print e- or even discontinued. So it looks like he found a, f- a shop and it's like, Hey, hook me up. And then as, mm. he, as he amassed his fortune in the music industry... Yeah, I'm sure once the internet hit, you know, you're finding shit everywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
3: Wait, do you want the 40,000 books or not? (laughs) No. The real question Mm -hmm. is, do you think he's read all of them?
0: Oh, that would make me sad if he hadn't.
3: I mean, I think he might have. He might have.
0: Like I, I'm not gonna hold it against. I'm not gonna say that that he didn't. I just like if, but if I found out that was the case, I'd be disappointed.
2: Because realistically, if that's all he was buying, let's say, in, you know, in a week to week basis, he could be like current for a long time, you know. Yeah. And then we go back and read the ones he hadn't, and you know. Right. But that's really all he would have to do, like for entertainment, maybe.
3: Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the story, and when it sells, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a big story for that week. Yeah. What else are you going to talk about?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sony Pictures. Oh, damn it. Fucking pop up. (laughs) Sony Pictures is all but closing up for 2020. The studio was among the last studios to announce delays in its, in its release schedule over the coronavirus isolation that has overtaken the world. It is changing. Uh, so Nearly all of its movies have been postponed until 2021. Ghostbusters After- Afterlife, which was set to open this summer on July 10th, will now open almost a year from now, March 5th, 2021. Uh, the Morbius Uh, Was slated for July 31st And will now open March 9th, 2021 Uh, Peter Rabbit 2 Is leaping from August 7th (laughs) From August 7th to January
0: 15th That's what we're all wondering about But what about Peter Rabbit 2 though?
2: Yeah, Peter Rabbit (laughs) 2 And January 15th Date was previously occupied by Kevin Hart Comedy Fatherhood, which is uh, the only film slate moving up to October 23 of this year.
3: You don't yeah. have to read story word for word.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I did. So so they moved the Kevin Hart movie up?
2: Yeah, because they think we're going to survive this. and you know.
0: They're like,
3: nothing else is going to be out? <laughs> yeah. Stargirl premieres May 19th.
2: Yeah, we talked about it yesterday.
3: Yay. Nobody listens to the morning show.
2: Did you see the um the poster for it, Larry?
0: I did see the poster for it.
2: That shit looks terrible.
0: Yeah, it looks really bad.
2: Which one?
3: Uh, Which one? Because I'm looking at one with just Stargirl, and that's actually not no,
2: bad. This one had the cast. They had the whole Justice Society, and, um, yeah, that's not the one we saw. Um. It had the whole justice society and the villains. Okay, I'll I'll look it
3: up. So n- none of you care about it?
2: Well, we had a whole conversation about it, but I guess like that wildcat looks terrible.
3: Oh, that is not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
2: Looks <laughs> really bad. That w- <laughs> Like everybody is kids and then Luke Wilson is there for no reason like well he's stripe. Yeah, but you don't need to see him just show <laughs> me a good looking stripe. Which and I don't
3: I don't know if I got the right image but it cuts off the head of the of stripe.
2: Yeah. Which No, we actually had the full poster. I don't have no, it Oh,
3: anymore. oh, no, I I got it. I here. Okay, my bad. Here, I'll post the, the full the full one I found it. And it has other characters that
2: don't look good either. Yeah, none of them look good. Like, Stargirl looks okay, but they all look terrible. Yeah. Now, it's going to be on the CW? Yes. Because huh. so. it says on that other one, it says DC Universe Original.
3: I thought it was going to be on the CW. I have to look it up. Well, I think it was supposed to be. But
0: maybe they moved it.
2: Yeah. But, you know, uh, Our Man looks terrible. Dr. Midnight looks like he's 10. Uh, Wildcat, like, I know, Larry, you clowned on Wildcat's mask in the past, period. Like, because it looks like one of those things you used to get in the Happy Meal. Yeah. But. This looks worse. This is actually looks worse, yeah. Yeah. So,
3: it's going to premiere on the DC Universe app, and then. The next day, it'll air on CW.
1: And will it be on HBO Max at all?
2: Is is HBO Max even out yet? It'll be out like that day. It'll be out yeah, I think the day that that premieres is the day that it's launched.
3: Okay, I'm gonna have to do some research on that then, because. Yeah, what I'm seeing is, is it's, it's going to be on DC Universe and then the next day on CW. I'm not seeing anything about HBO Max.
2: I don't see why it would because it's not like
3: uh, <laughs> HBO not going to ruin their brand.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that was, uh, man, we, we had a, a bar fest on Tuesday talking about that. Like so,
0: are they not supposed to be kids? Like, are those adults?
2: It's the Justice
0: Society, Larry. No, I'm asking about the actual, like,
3: actors, though. Like, the show? I, I know
0: who the Justice Society is. I'm just saying, like, are they supposed to be children?
3: In I the mean, show, yeah, but... In the show. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, those are actually children. They're not, like... Yeah, they're children on purpose. That's why Wildcat is a little girl. And not, you know, old-ass boxer. Yeah, I
1: don't... I don't get that. Like... Why did they make him a little girl? (laughs) Like, his whole character is him being an older, grizzle, like, veteran who teaches the young people. And now he's a little girl.
3: Right. Get Luke Wilson the fuck out and put, give me an old ass wildcat. Hey, Domino's in it.
1: Who's in it? Luke Wilson would be a great wildcat.
3: Do, well, Domino. I'm going to call it oh. Domino because I don't really know who that is.
0: I'm not sure if Luke Wilson would be a great wildcat, but he'd be better than the little girl.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that, Who's our man? Is that Tom Holland?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes, it's um, Tom Holland.
2: Um. Well, none of them are our men. Because Cause none of them are a man? Yeah, they're kids. i like, including Luke Wilson our, in that. Our lad. And then Dr. Midnight is like playing Dr. Midnight. Like, he's playing doctor. And, yeah, Wildcat is Wild Kitten. Luke Wilson's just staring off confusedly.
0: <laughs> That's Luke Wilson's natural state, though.
3: Yeah. How many of you think that that wildcat people are gonna call Catwoman? <laughs>
0: Who know? Who cares? Well, yeah, obviously. So, so what's gonna be a worse show, this or Supergirl? This. This. I Just agree. Because, like, like the idea is that Supergirl at least has adults in it. Is that? Well, the idea?
2: <laughs> well, you know, Supergirl. You look at a poster and it's like, okay, that might be interesting. I gotta check this out. But this poster actually looks how you feel when you actually watch Supergirl. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Supergirl Supergirl tries and fails. This looks like it's not even true. Like they put all the effort into Star Girl and got Luke Wilson, and everything else is an afterthought.
2: I feel bad for the one Star Girl fan.
1: Like
0: the that's hilarious. Like,
2: I mean, she's
1: probably got like three fans. She was in the Justice League cartoon, so someone's got to know her. The
0: the robot doesn't even look real.
3: <laughs> oh, it looks worse in in action. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying, like a, it, it they like, showed it at like, the end of, it's
3: like Iron Giant too. They, they showed it at the end of the the Crisis on the CW, and he was not good. I'm glad uh, it was there, but and it, it it didn't actually move.
2: I'm so glad I didn't watch that.
3: Yeah, so we have something to look forward to.
2: <laughs> the cancellation? <laughs> it's
0: like, is this how we're making it through the
3: virus? <laughs> Why is the homeboy look so scared? Look, <laughs> M- you midnight. see the poster? Is that doctor was that Midnight? Is that black? Yeah. Midnight. Look at his eyes. He looks like <laughs> Shook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shook.
0: He's, he's trying to figure he's trying to figure out. He's like, how did I let my agent talk me into doing this? <laughs> this is that bullshit. <laughs> oh, come on, man. He's like, I studied at Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, so, if you want a little yelling at the pro- at a production assistant over this, <laughs> Doctor Midnight is contemplating his life choices, <laughs> and he's only six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hasbro releases full episodes of GI Joe: A Real American Hero to watch. Fifteen. Uh, 15- just gonna say that. Oh, go ahead, man.
1: No, you go. You already started.
2: Yeah, uh basically you could just watch those on YouTube on a YouTube playlist. That's a, that's all I got.
3: If you wanna wash the taste of Stargirl mm. out of your mouth, um Rick and Morty's coming
2: back also.
3: Look May third.
2: I think wh- what were you gonna say, Joe? Oh, just gonna
1: clarify it's like the first fifteen episodes. Uh huh. So that's like the mass device, the Weather Dominator arc, and then the arc after that.
2: So, Larry, I watched that that Rick and Morty shit, man. Yeah, and I was angry.
0: Oh wow!
2: Why were you angry? Well, cause look, I, I, I prepaid for this season of Rick and Morty, and I haven't gotten shit.
0: Why? Why did you prepay for it?
2: Because I bought it. Because they wouldn't stream it anywhere, like you know, like on demand.
0: Oh, like if you don't have a cable provider, you mean?
2: Right. So I, if I bought it, I could, you know, I would. I just get it, like when it comes out, nine p.m. Boom! Like I watch it, you know. But it it's coming, like I said. Yeah, but the thing is. That shit was taking too long, and then what I get is this fucking Lone Wolf and Cub knockoff. Like, you know, now I know that I'm getting it, but... Mm, got but, you. you know, it's like, what? why are you doing this shit? Why don't you just give me more episodes? <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is just to tide you over, man. It's the... It's
0: shit like
2: the, nothing. It
3: was... Well, it was funny to me because I didn't prepay for shit, but... Uh, I guess uh, Adult Swim ordered like 70 episodes. They wanted to, these guys to guarantee them that they have a job so that they can get on it. And they made a promise that the, the time span between seasons would be, would be a lot less because they're going to start working on the next season as they're working on this season. What they didn't mm-hmm. clarify is the fact that, that half the season is going gonna, is gonna to be put out and then you're going to wait a year until the second half. So, yeah, technically between season this season and the next season, it's, it's less time, but they put that time that they took away into the middle of the season.
0: <laughs> I blame Jay. This was all his plan. Yeah, I, I blame
3: real- Mo for prepaying that shit, and they're like, well, we already got their money, so. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Jay and Mo. <laughs> but that Shogun thing, that, that was good. You said not good. I said it. It is good. I loved it. Oh yeah! It no, bit. it was awesome. It, it was a great anime style. Like the the music, everything just just fit. Man, I don't know what studio they got to do that shit, but that shit was good. I I want to see what else they do.
0: The, this the preview for this new season looks amazing.
2: I didn't even bother looking at it. Why not, Mo? (laughs) I'll just watch it when it comes out. Like, like now's the time to put it out because I have time to watch it.
1: I mean, Justin other show is going to be coming out pretty soon. I don't remember the exact date, but they're already showing trailers for it. Uh, Solar Opposites, which is a. About aliens uh, crash landing On earth and then Acclimating to life on earth
2: Sounds fun And his game is out too What game His video game
0: Is it a, a Rick and Morty game
2: No it's not It's an original game Oh what is it Uh Damn it I'm trying to find the uh, I, mean, I I had it because it was a new story I wanted to do like months month ago and <laughs> <laughs> no problem.
3: They do have a Rick and Morty game out though. Yeah, they have um, a bunch. They have like pocket Morty's that's like poking. Yeah. What but, I was gonna specifically mention Jerry's game. What's Jerry's game? It's in one of the episodes he's just like sitting there popping balloons. And so they actually mm-hmm. made that an app where you just, like, pop balloons. That's funny.
2: Uh, it's called Trover Saves the Universe. Trover? Yeah, Trover Saves the Universe. What's that about? It's about a guy named Trover that saves the universe.
3: Oh, well, then that's all I need to know. <laughs>
0: Trover's a weird name.
2: Wait, it's a a weird last name when your first name is Ben. Is Trover
3: (laughs) a dude whose eyeballs are other dudes?
2: Yeah, well, that's the alien that you have to fight.
3: Because that's that's the image that popped up when I looked it up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's on the switch.
3: It's on the switch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm all
2: on PlayStation 4. Well,
3: on. PlayStation. It's on PlayStation. Right. Well, if you got money like that, I guess.
2: It's only twenty three ninety seven on PlayStation 4.
3: Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess we got to do something in these times of quarantine. Right. We can't all watch Stargirl. <laughs>
0: Thank God.
3: The oldest piece of Marvel art in existence is the last page to Submariner story from Marvel Comics number one. That's cool. I will post that in chat. There you go. There's the oldest living. Well, not living, but the oldest uh, physic, uh or you, whatever the headline I read it. That's what it is.
0: That's comics the Marvel way
2: (laughs) Speaking of comic art One of the Comic artists Will Sliney is uh, teaching you How to draw Comics through his YouTube channel While you're self isolating He said That's cool It's all for a good reason It's all in really really good spirits One it's doing something creative That kids can enjoy and they're learning from it. But two, it's really helping adults seeing the drawings that the kids are doing. You know, yeah. So he's te- but he worked on um the I think he was the art designer for um Into the Spider Verse too. Oh nice. So he get that guy teaching me. I still I've ditched this class twice already, but
0: <laughs> Hopefully he didn't see you sneak out the back.
2: I think he did.
3: Did you guys see the concept art of what uh, Jean Grey was, what they were thinking of making her look like in the original uh, Phoenix story?
0: No. Dave when Co- you say the original Phoenix story, uh, are you talking about Dark movies D- or
3: comics? Dark comics. From uh, Dave Cockburn. Cochran. Cockrum? Cockrum. Yeah. His Dark Phoenix no, I, I concept put art, it in chat. there's a, okay, there's two of them and it's a, it's a white outfit. So Molo is already automatically going to like it. And yeah, they just, they just recently surfaced, uh, online.
0: That's pretty interesting concept art.
3: And according like- to what I'm reading, the publisher was worried a white outfit would allow readers to see through the page would allow yeah oh it's, it's just white, yeah you know? especially with, the, with that old ass paper
0: yeah i was about to say it was like it was different than yeah i could see that those are nice designs I, I feel like uh like well i mean i guess it at the end of the day it's still like a lot of this design still ended up being used in the in the actual end product
3: Yeah, it's, it's different just not colors Mm hmm. Yeah. Just different colors.
0: Yeah. This one with the midriff. That's interesting. Kind of had had a little bit of a
3: goblin queen going on there. I like the
0: little Shazam cape. Yeah, the, the cape is nice, even though I don't think it should have a phoenix on it, though. That's what that looks like, right?
3: Yeah, I, I think that is actually what's it two of them. One on the on the little... Drape half, and then the the main one on the main cape. Yeah, literally like like Captain Marvel cape.
2: Why not? It's too much.
3: Plus, it makes your chest look empty. Like I feel like there needs to be something on that chest piece, but it's on the cape. So it just it 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 seems empty there. Like something should be there. But that could also be because I'm used to seeing a the symbol there.
0: Yeah, and I might even say that you can't have color on the cape to like break it up. Like you can put something on it. I just don't think it should be a phoenix. I just do like I don't know some kind of gold design or something. I don't know. I'm listen. I'm I'm no character designer.
3: The scarf is stupid though. Like you could t- you could take her down by just grabbing that.
0: You throw it around her waist? On her neck. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to grab the scarf off or grab Phoenix's scarf or Dark Phoenix's scarf and take her
3: down. <laughs> like,
0: that's not going to happen. But, yeah, I don't like it either.
3: You don't know. I could probably get a hold of it. <laughs> so, that-
0: anything else before we get out of here?
3: DC Comics animated movie universe is ending.
0: We talked about that already. Yeah, okay. what do you think about that though, Oz?
3: Yeah. That's it. Just saying.
0: <laughs> That's fair. They're not, yeah. I, and does that mean that they're not going to do any more extended universes? Or not extended, but they're not going to do any more shared animated universes? Or does that just mean that they're on to the next one? I wonder.
3: They're gonna do Marvel now.
1: <laughs> I think they're just moving on to the next one, but it's gonna be after uh like they still have the some non connected joints coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh so probably work on the next uh the next connected one.
0: I wonder if this is gonna be the one where they bring in the Watchmen characters.
3: Probably not.
0: I don't. I don't know for. Are we ready for an animated Rorschach?
3: Rorschach, that's like an easy one to do. I, I mean, just blue penis walking around your screen.
1: Oh, they'll do it. If they don't, I'm out.
0: Like Joe's here for the big blue piece,
3: aren't we all?
1: Get some his character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hit that wrap-up music. (laughs) Jay, give me some final thoughts, man.
1: Um, just I don't know. Stay safe or something. If you want. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe wash your hands.
3: There, Oscor. Final thoughts. Can't wait for this Star Girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moses Magnum. Final thoughts.
3: Uh, I got nothing. That's fair. You can't wait for Star Girl either. For the entire fantastic forum thank you
0: all for hanging out with us we do appreciate you uh we'll be back tomorrow morning so come check us out uh hit us on on instagram and uh yeah this fantastic forum live only on allgames.com